At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Dangerous World Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. You should know that by this point, right? Uh, feeling pretty nice today on a Monday. I had a uh, birthday party for my grandma on Saturday and just felt like total shit yesterday because we drank quite a bit, uh, even by my standards there, and it was a rough next day. Tuned myself up with some Mexican food, and then now we're back in commission today. It was a really good time, though. So, uh, man, you know, it's it's wild to live that long. And, you know, it's funny. She even uh, took a shot, and, you know, she doesn't really drink. So it was a really, really good time. Um, just uh, it's it's wild, man. It's wild how, like, imagining how life would be and how much it would change in 93 years. Like, the shit that she's seen is just insane, right? Um, so yeah, man, if, if you got anyone old in your family like that, it, it's interesting, is all I have to say. Um, so without, you know, getting into that too much, because it's not really, you know, exciting for anyone other than like my family, right? Um, you know what goes on over here on Mondays, right? I post the, or the um, excuse me, the, maybe I'm not feeling 100% yet, the uh, Great Deceptions, you know, Monday Night Master Debaters thing. We do that every single Monday. Matt hosts a really, really cool roundtable, and he's kind enough to allow me to post these a week later, and I kind of do some stuff on top of it, right? I, I give a little introduction to the people that we're speaking with. <clears throat> You're probably familiar with these two that we spoke with in the last week's episode there, Kyle from the Big Dumb Podcast. I know he's been laying low recently, but he plans on, you know, getting back into it. He's got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of real life stuff going on. It sounds like all good stuff though. So shout out to Kyle. Really, really good dude. Been talking about UFC a little bit. So my plan's working. I'm trying to get more people into the UFC and into MMA because it's such a fun thing. And it's a cool way to just kind of like, you know, forget about some of the dark stuff in the world. You need a distraction. You simply do. That's why, like over here, every Thursday night usually I'm posting the casual KO episodes, right? It's a completely different podcast, but I just share them here. Uh, the the feed over there, I, I'm thinking about just deleting it and just moving it over here. 
just because I want to encourage people so much to have something where you're not just focusing on the news, you're not focusing on the dark abyss that is the real world today, you can be distracted. And it doesn't matter if you think that the fights are rigged or not. They're still incredibly entertaining to watch. I lean towards them actually being rigged, but I still enjoy the hell out of it. And I have a ton of fun betting it. So that's beside the point. The other dude that we had on, or that Matt had on rather, is um, Juan from Truth and Medium. He's got a really good Instagram page. I think he also has a podcast called Bricks in the Wall, if I'm not mistaken. And he does some really good work, man. Let me double check. Um, Because, I mean, the dude's got knowledge, man. The dude's got a lot of knowledge. Bricks in the Wall. I'm just bad at remembering names. But every time I talk to this dude, he really does a good job of just breaking stuff down and um, making it really simple for people to understand, right? That's what I try to do too. That's what most people should try to do instead of using big words and, you know, making it all confusing, making it approachable, I think is, is the way to go. So those are the guys that Matt had on. And uh, again, I'm lucky enough to join in every time. And what I want to talk about today before I share that episode with you here on this feed, if you haven't already heard it, I encourage you to check out and to follow um, the Great Deception, because he does really good work over there. Mostly old world stuff, um, you know, like that whole Tartarian thing that really took over for a little while. He's taken that subject and then expanded on it greatly. I think he's, in my opinion, he's kind of like the, uh, I don't want to say authority on it, but he's he's very well versed in it. If you have any questions about the past, he's like a very approachable dude. Hit him up, and and you should follow him on Patreon too if you got the uh, the funds to do so. Now, what I wanted to talk about here is this strange situation going on, and believe it or not, maybe you haven't heard, but Russia and Ukraine are supposedly in a war, right? Now, before you roll your eyes and you're like, "Oh my God, this again." There's some interesting things that have developed over the last month, and I really haven't been paying attention because like you, I'm sure, you're tired of it, right? How many times have we heard, you know, Biden is spending more money on Ukraine than in Ohio right now, and Ohio needs it. I mean, it's, it's not a, a, a dumb thing to bring up. It's not hacky. It's very valid to ask that question. There's the memes out there where, you know, Ohio's changing its flag to the Ukrainian flag in hopes that Biden will actually pay attention. I know Pete Buttigieg actually got really mad at a reporter for asking him about the train derailment because he is in charge of transportation. This is how these people act. They're very entitled. And if you question what they're doing, you're the bad guy, right? They're your boss. They don't work for you, right? No, man, this is the other way around. You people work for us up there at the top of society, supposedly, right? Um, Now, in reality, they don't work for us. They are trying to enslave us, in my humble opinion. And not not so much like in prison, right? But like, uh, you know, monetarily, I think a lot of us are already slaves. A lot of our possessions own us rather than us owning them. How many people actually own their home outright? How many people listening own their car outright, right? You're paying interest on this. They've got you literally by the balls here. Uh, I guess figuratively would be a, a better example. But, you know, we we just, we're, we're not being represented here. And it's very unfortunate. Uh, a lot of problems have started in governments that don't represent their people. And they have spent decades, I would even say centuries, since uh, two centuries at least, you know, almost three, kind of, close to three, 
250 years, I think, this country's been a thing about. Uh, not good at uh, guerrilla math on the fly here, but, man, they've just, it seems, been weakening us since the days of the revolution in 1776, right? So, weird stuff that I'm seeing here. I'm going to talk about some urban drills that have been going on that seem to be worrisome. Um, this is not going to be a fear porn episode, but there are some things That'll make you scratch your head and wonder what the hell is really going on here. You've got China uh, introducing a 12-point plan to Russia to stop this whole situation, to, to, to slow down on the war. China is playing this very smart, I feel like. Um, it's confusing to know if they're actually on the side of Russia or if they're side on the side of quote-unquote humanity, right? Because Russia is somehow like anti-human. I understand what, the, what they're doing it's complicated. I'm not even going to sit here and say that it's just wrong. If Russia was encroaching on our territory, we would be pretty pissed off about that. It happened with the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? They were setting up shop in Cuba, and we didn't like that very much. We fought a whole Cold War over it. We didn't really fight, but we we had a whole Cold War money laundering, money making operation go on for several years because of this. Um, not necessarily just because of that, but because of many things, that was just a key part of it. Now, I feel like the best thing to do to start this little thing off is to start with China's 12-point plan. Um, You also have the U.S. sending more troops to Taiwan. It's a big mess, and it's very confusing, and I'm not going to simplify it too much here. I'm going to try and make it as understandable and just kind of tell you the things that I've seen, right? Um, before that, I do want to thank the Patreon people. I always got to thank you guys. You guys really, really helped me out a lot. Huge shout out to Diane. I leave the last names out of this just because, you know, we talk about weird shit here. I don't know if you want your, your full name out there, but Diane, thank you for the $10 support. Um, Mexican Polo. I don't think that's his Christian name, so we can call him Mexican Polo. Thank you. Uh, David. Puff Daddy. I wonder if it's really like P. Diddy or if this is somebody else. It'd be wild if it was actually P. Diddy. But either way, thank you for the euros, dude. 350 euros. I think that's that middle $5 tier there. So thank you very much, sir. Victor, DNO, Semples, another 350 euros. Uh, We got our European audience growing over there, which is nice. And last but not least in my 30 days is a huge, huge thanks to Matthew uh, another $10 supporter there. So thank you guys so much for supporting the Patreon. It uh, is is my main income from the podcast here. And as you may or may not know, this is kind of like my gig right now. I'm trying to make this work, trying to do it full time. It's very tough. All your support, whether it's the 3 or $10, is very, very appreciated. Um, I meant to do a $10 chat on Sunday, and <laughs> as I just kind of described, I was not myself on Sunday. I drank a lot even by my own standards. So we had a good time, though, again. We will do something for sure this Sunday. And you might be saying, if you know about the UFC, you might be saying, Ryan, you're going to be hungover on Sunday too. No, I'm not. I get hungover probably once a year, and then I really cut back quite a bit uh, after being hungover like that. So we will be ready to go on Sunday for a chat, probably sometime in the evening, because I was doing them in the afternoon. seems like only a couple people are free in the afternoons. I'd like to meet all you guys that are supporting at that $10 level. So, uh, you know, if you can, make it on over there and we'll have a fun chat. We'll just kind of talk about whatever. It's not recorded. It's just kind of talking and getting to know each other a little bit. 
And sometimes people meet some really cool friends over there. So we will uh, get into that. But let's get into the actual episode here. I don't want to just market to you guys and tell you guys about my shit over here. Um, this 12-point pran, and that's how we're referring to it as the 12-point pran, that China is proposing to Russia regarding Ukraine is, is seeming like they're kind of on the side of quote-unquote humanity here. They're on the side of the United States, okay? And I know that, that that's contradictory to be on the side of humanity and the United States government, but here's their plan, their pran, excuse me. Respecting the sovereignty of all countries, I can agree with that, Abandoning the Cold War mentality. Should I read this in a Chinese voice? Abandoning the Cold War mentality. Ceasing hostilities. Resuming peace talks. Resolving the humanitarian crisis. Protecting civilians and the prisoners of war. POWs. W is a hard one to say in, uh, in the Chinese accent. Keeping nuclear power plants safe. That's a good plan. Reducing strategic risks. Uh, facilitating grain exports, stopping unilateral sanctions, keeping industrial and supply chains stable, and promoting post-conflict reconstruction. Nice. I mean, I I don't see anything wrong with this 12-point plan, but it becomes a little more interesting when China goes and hangs out with uh, Russia Okay, I guess Xi Jinping went and chilled with old uh, Putin. Everyone likes to call him Hitler these days, little Putler. And, you know, after this, Russia ditches the nuclear security, like the the, the uh, uh, treaty or whatever it is, right? I guess this happens. So it says Russia suspends participation in New START nuclear treaty with the U.S., and Putin says this. Now, President Biden, of course, called it a mistake. Obama told Biden to say that this was a big mistake, and reports have since surfaced suggesting that Russia may be planning to deploy new nuclear systems as experts question what is the next, uh, what is next for nuclear deterrence amid the war in Ukraine. There's been a lot of talk about nukes. The doomsday clock was moved to like 90 seconds to midnight. Midnight does uh, represent nuclear war, it seems like. And we did an episode on that a little while back, and it's just such a, a, a vanity project, it seems like. It's these people that pretend that they're on the side of peace and humanity, and they're just stoking fear uh, into anyone that pays attention to them. So I, I don't see how these nerds would possibly know how close we, in fact, are to midnight, so to speak. But this is strange, right? You have Russia seeming to be emboldened after China's visit. China on the surface saying, hey... We, we respect uh, Ukraine, we respect the United States, we don't respect Taiwan for some reason. And by the way, if you believe that the United States only has 39 troops there right now and they're sending 200 more, making the grand total 239, I don't know what to tell you. I got something to sell you if that's the case because this is, this is complete bullshit. I actually looked it up. The Department of Defense, they're making it a big deal that they're, that they're sending 200 troops. That's like, you know, what? basically four times the amount of what they have there, bringing it up to 239 from 39. doesn't make any sense. I've heard rumors that there's 30,000 U.S. troops there. That seems like some QAnon bullshit. I don't see that at all being possible. Uh, I don't know what the population of Taiwan is, but that's a small little island. I don't think that there's much room for 30,000 troops there. 
Uh, so, you know, it, it's interesting. And when you look at it on a map, it looks like you could literally throw a rock from China and hit Taiwan. Like, it looks like, I sound like Uncle Rico here from Napoleon Dynamite, you can throw a football over the mountains. You can definitely throw a rock to Taiwan. It's very close. Um, and obviously, we know how many fucking people are in China or the people that, the amount of people that they tell us. It's strange. I'm looking at a list of uh, updates here. This is from Reuters with uh, another thing that has to do with this, the Philippines and the U.S. holding the biggest war game since 2015. This was written on February 15th of this year, and related articles to it all just seem strange. It seems contradictory to what China is uh, is wanting the world to see. Russia is seeming emboldened again by China uh, after this meeting that took place on the 4th, it seems like, of this month. Now, why, why would Russia, which is a BRICS ally of China, right? The BRICS nations. It's uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and Saudi Arabia, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, that's, that, stand, that uh, represent that BRICS nations. They're trying to make their own UN, basically their own currency and all this stuff. And that, that, I hate to break it to you. That is the future. The way that they're operating versus the way that the U.S. is operating is just night and day different. It seems like they're doing it right. And, and our government is doing uh, everything wrong here. But the related things, China says the U.S. endangered peace with Taiwan's straight fly-through. Uh, communist rift plunges Nepal's ruling coalition into crisis. China uh, to tighten web video curbs to prevent kids from addiction. What does that have to do with any of this, right? It's strange. Usually Reuters is really good about making these related topics all related. This is a cultural war, most, more so, it seems like, from this. This isn't this this seems to be a Cold War 2.0, really. A lot of talk of abandoning Cold War mentalities. Usually when the government tells you they're abandoning Cold War mentalities, I don't care if it's the US government, the Chinese government, or the Russian government, when they're saying one thing, they're usually doing the opposite. Do I think anywhere's going to get nuked? Not really. I really don't. But I think that a lot of money is going to be made by the elites. I think a lot of money is being shifted from the United States to these BRICS nations because I think that the U.S. actually wants to help the BRICS nations set themselves up. It wouldn't be the first time that our government has been kind of treasonous, right? So, I don't know. It, it just seems this way. Another, The last two here, South Korea's BTS member J-Hope begins process to join military. So that shows you how you know patriotic and tough these BTS guys are. Putin gives U.S. actor Seagal top state award for humanitarian work. Uh, Steven Seagal, of course, the dangerous mixed martial artist there. Just a, a, a badass, if you've ever seen one. Those are all cultural topics. This is not a military, you know, related list here. This is a culture war. This seems to be something where it's, um, again, another Cold War situation. I, I don't see the relevance of any of those things unless we're just being completely misled, which we usually are. We usually are very misled. Now, something that's concerning to me, and I'm sure to other Americans, is this article written on the same day that this article uh, talking about China's 12-point plan, written the same day that this came out. Now, I'm trying to find that article. I've got 1,000 tabs open here. Uh, yeah, Russia ditches the nuclear threat. This was written on the 4th of February, Okay. Oh, no, excuse me. This was written seven hours ago. This was written today. The one that was written on the 4th of February, uh, I already closed out, but it was the meeting when they when they were supposedly meeting. 
Putin and Jinping. Now, this was written on the 4th as well from the Daily Mail. And it, the, the title is a wordy one here. Prepping for World War Three? Question mark. U.S. soldiers in low-flying choppers conduct realistic urban combat training over San Diego as shocked residents report hearing bomb-like booms. Now, before you completely freak out, San Diego is kind of a hub for military activity. There's a lot of drills that are carried out there, but even by those standards, this was very, very, very strange. You have footage of people in what look like 8 to 10 story buildings filming down on helicopters flying over the street. I mean, these helicopters are like 50 feet off the ground, just flying down the road. Weird. Uh, there's a lot of tweets of people that are very concerned. They're talking about, like I said, bomb-like booms. What the hell is that about, right? Um, again, even by standards of a city that is used to this stuff, they're concerned. Uh, some of the bullet points here. San Diegans wondered if World War III has started after hearing loud noises. The choppers were taking part in, quote, realistic environment training. And then the training puts soldiers in tents in intense environment that is still low risk uh it looks like they left a word out there but that's fine weird right i mean it's just what does all this mean what is the the drills going on here these unorthodox drills um china saying one thing and doing another it seems i mean they're not doing it on paper but it seems like they're doing something behind the scenes why in the world if china is telling putin to back off and here's our 12 point plan and all this stuff uh, why would would Russia then go about distancing themselves from like any kind of peace at all with the United States, who is basically winning this war for Ukraine? If this if if what we're hearing is all true, I would say that Putin is probably pretty pissed off at the United States for doing what what the government's doing. Don't lump me in with this shit. I almost said we. Don't lump me in with it because we aren't doing anything. It's all the government and the military. Um, it, it, it's incredibly strange why would he why would he abandon this this new peace talk uh with the u.s or this treaty rather i would say because xi jinping probably told him hey we're gonna pretend that we're wanting you to be peaceful but do what you gotta do we got your back because if russia and china were to team up on the united states who do we got to help us the uk canada canada it seems like they're training ukrainian troops which is not a good look either right? It is for like public relations, but it's not good when you're talking about, you know, we're not involving ourselves here. We've got Australia. I don't think their military is too crazy over there. Uh, basically the Five Eyes Nations. And, and then, you know, you've got like your your other allies, but I mean, India is going to stay very neutral in this, it seems. They've got a ton of people. I think that India would actually be on the side of the BRICS, right? They're part of that whole thing. Saudi Arabia, they don't have a strong army necessarily, but they got a lot of fucking money. Um, and that's what wins wars is money. So, you know, these things are treated like meat grinders. The amount of people that you have doesn't matter because they'll just throw you in. I guess we got Israel, but I, I, I could definitely see Israel just bailing out on that. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's a weird, weird time. I do feel like it's a Cold War time, though. I know that the Cold War was very tense and it was very stressful i think that they kind of found out doing that how efficient a cold war can be versus a, a kinetic war which would be a hot war right when when the threat of something is constantly looming that changes society and it seems like that is kind of 
the goal here. I actually saw a thing that with these 200 troops being sent to Taiwan, it is an interesting statistic that no wartime president has ever failed to be reelected. Biden's ratings have got to be a lot worse than what they're telling you. I don't know what they're telling you, but subtract 80% from that. I don't know one person, even people that voted for him. I don't know one person that's saying that Biden's doing a good job. If someone can look you in the eye and say that, they're lying or they're stupid. That's as, 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 as simple as it is. If they try to tell you that Biden inherited Trump's problems, that's bullshit. Uh, Trump didn't start the, the coronavirus. I'm not a fan of Trump. You guys know this. Trump didn't start the coronavirus. He did what it seemed on the surface would be a good thing. The economy was great until that. And it was even pretty good when he left after being in the pandemic for a few months, right? So we're seeing some effects from this whole pandemic and the shutting down of the world, basically, for a couple of weeks. That's going to have ripple effects on this whole thing. But that is an interesting idea that no wartime president has ever failed to be reelected. And I'm trying to think back if I can think of a time and I can't, right? Um, I mean, FDR was able to run several terms and win several terms because of what was going on, the shit storm that was going on. How many terms did he do? How many terms did, I think it was like six FDR have. How many terms? Um, so he was the 32nd president from 33 until 45. So what is that, three terms? That's way less than six, so my mistake. Uh, let's see. 32nd president. Then he went on, yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, 33, same year Hitler got elected, to April 45. You can tell with quick math that that is longer than eight years. So yeah, I mean, this stuff happens. This stuff definitely, um, I think even with a war, I don't. I, I see it hard for Biden to get reelected. I think it would be incredibly, you know, it would it would really show what Russia and China are about, and it would expose the United States big time to anyone paying attention. If China and Russia just do everything that they can to not get involved in a war, right? I mean, if if I think that they're already kind of doing that right now with with you know Biden sending billions of dollars to help Ukraine with this whole thing. They're not, they're already not getting into, I mean, that's doing quite a bit to not start a war. It would really show that the United States government is kind of the problem in this whole system. If they didn't start a war, if they didn't act on the provoking, the constant provoking by the media, you know, Biden supposedly flying to Ukraine. I highly doubt that he did that. Dude can't even walk upstairs, and he supposedly got snuck into Ukraine. There is no way, no way at all that I'm buying that. Um, could it have happened? Absolutely, but I'm just not buying it at all. I don't think that uh, Zelensky's even there. They showed us all kinds of pictures that he was. It's easy to fake that shit. So I'm not buying this stuff. I'm not buying a lot of what's going on. It seems like a money laundering operation, and it seems like Biden is kind of obligated to do this stuff because he's kind of owned by China and by Ukraine. It's a hell of a position to be in. So I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious to see what you guys think about this because this is an incredibly weird time. I wasn't alive during the Cold War, um, but my dad's told me stories about it. I'm, I'm interested to see like what the older members of the audience think when it comes to like the comparisons. It just seems like a scare tactic. It seems like some way to try to keep us as citizens and people of the United States 
just kind of like wondering what's going to happen and and insecure, right? I don't know. I'm obviously not a uh, government strategist or anything, but none of this is making sense. So I just wanted to share a few articles there with you. Nothing too crazy. You know, I usually just talk for like 30 minutes or so before these episodes because they're usually pretty long. And if you haven't heard them, uh, you know, check it out. If you don't follow The Great Deception, go do that because they, they post these episodes and they post a lot of other good episodes. We talk about a lot of current events in these. So I'm sure that this stuff will come up in this week's uh, over on Matt's um, drop of the episode. But man, stuff's just not making sense. And I do think that things are getting very interesting. We we're, Our infrastructure here in the U.S. is setting us up for failure in the very near future. I mean, these people are saying like the next decade is going to be very rough. I, I don't I don't see how it would only be a decade. It seems longer than that. It seems like we're in for it for a little while. So again, not fear porn. You can prepare yourself. There's always going to be jobs. There's always going to be money to be made somehow. Um, there will always be resources and methods to clean water and all this stuff. You can distill it. You can do all kinds of stuff to make sure that what you're doing, what you're putting in your body is healthy. Um, you can exercise, obviously. You can do all this stuff to stay out of this beast system that they've kind of thrown us in. But, uh, you know, people are going to have to change their ways of living. We're not going to be able to waste as much as we do. We're not going to be able to take advantage of the things that we've been taking advantage of since my lifetime. 32 years almost now. So, I don't know. May may have to get used to some changes around here, but I, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. It'll make stronger people. And um, with that being said, guys, enjoy this episode. Um, enjoy the talk with, you know, Matt had um, myself. Kyle from the Big Dumb Podcast, and then Juan from Bricks in the Wall, and then Truth in Media. So check him out. Check out Kyle if you haven't already. You know that I've been playing ads on the uh, free feed here. The ads are about to come up after this before the episode starts. A couple minutes of ads is all that you get. If you hate the ads, you know what to do. Sign up for the Patreons. $3. You don't have to hear another damn ad in your life again from this podcast. So no pressure, but if you don't want to pay $3... Here's some ads right here, and then we're rolling into the episode. So thanks, Matt, and thanks to everybody listening. Enjoy the show after this ad break. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. This is number 69, folks a special and who other to have on it than kyle mr kyle rainey how we doing sir you son of a bitch i'm i could not be more honored 
than to be on the 69th episode of Monday Night Master Debaters. Thank you all so much. Happy to be here. I was trying to make it a gaze for Ukraine episode, but everybody's it didn't work out. So um, luckily, we got you. So I, I will. <laughs> I'm the gayest for Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> you are the head, the gaytard for Ukraine, apparently. <laughs> so how you been, man? Dude, I've been good, man. Uh, new job. Life is crazy. I uh, just found out I'm going to be a dad. I mean, it is just craziness going on right now. So um, things are good overall. I have no complaints. Uh, but man, I've been good, man. So uh, not been so focused on the podcast, but you know, I'm, I'll come back to it eventually once things settle down. Like I said, I don't even have my setup here. I'm at my in-laws house. It's just been crazy, but you know what? Life has been great. And I'm glad to be here tonight with you all. My favorite, some of my favorite people in the world. So, Hey, congrats um, and buckle up because <laughs> you're in for the, your world to be flipped upside down, my friends. I've, that's what I've heard. And, uh, I'm excited and uh terrified all of the things so looking forward to it dude if if you're not both of those there's something wrong with you right i mean i think i think every any parent unless you know you're on past your first child right once you've experienced it once fine if you're not nervous the second time so be it i get it but man there's nothing more terrifying than knowing that something's coming into this world that is your responsibility and it's it's like an alien, you know, there's no yeah. there's no guidebook to tell you what to do with it. There's nothing to tell you, well, if this happens, you do this. It's all just intuition. And how do we stop it from crying? Well, that's the thing, man. It's like we're uh, I, I've been told by a lot of people like you just got to rely on your gut like, you know what to do, even if you don't know, you know what to do. Right. Like it's yeah. in you. Just go with it. You're going to make mistakes. That's fine. Just figure it out. But yeah, man, I mean, it's like Alex Jones said, the aliens are already here. Right. Yes. It's, our, it's the children. We have to <laughs> we have to take, take care of them. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, I am terrified and we'll see how it goes. I mean, you guys know me. People listen to the show. Y'all. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a retard, but I got to get my shit together and uh, hopefully I'll crank a good one out and uh, let y'all know how it goes. <laughs> Dude, there's nothing like it, man. Once you, you, there's something that is, it's life changing. You know, everybody goes into it and you think, ah, you know what, I'll be ready for it. First of all, you're never ready for it. It doesn't matter how much, oh, how much money you have, how yeah. many kids you've had, every single one of them is different. And then on top of that, now, the first time it's like, OK, now you, you and your wife have to work together as a team on this because otherwise, oh, my God, there is no easier way to destroy a, a marriage quickly than a child. <laughs> Are you having a boy, a girl or an other? Um, well, we're going to let the <laughs> kindergarten teacher decide. Um, OK, good. There. It's the right thing to do. Um, no, it's too, it's too soon. We don't, we don't know yet. Uh, we got a uh, doctor. We went to like the regular doctor and got a blood test. She's like six weeks pregnant, uh, as of last week. And so next week we're going to go to the, the vagina doctor nice. and get a little more information. So, Hey, when you do, if you're going to do one of those reveals, it better come with an explosion. Well, yeah. you know, this whole Chinese balloon thing has really inspired me. I think it's the perfect way to do a gender reveal. I think I'll, 
I'll maybe send one up myself and hope that the military shoots it down. Oh, that'd be part of the gender reveal. It'll be the most expensive gender ever. You better duck, man, because their track record of hitting on the first shot is not good. So you could be like, you could be like a Syrian wedding party or something, man. You don't, you don't want to, you don't want to play with fire too much. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's great, man. That's great. Well, We'll see. I mean, I'm in I'm I'm in Texas. I'm from the South. I at least got to shoot something for the gender reveal. Whatever That's what I'm saying, I want an explosion of some sort, whether it's from a, a weapon or a, an IED of any sort that you can create. Let's do it, man. You can buy explosives at Academy here in Texas. I don't know if you all know about that, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty. Cheap. You can buy them by the pound. So that's that's a simple, simple solution. But I'm going to go for the balloon. And if it doesn't work out. I'll, I'll find, I'll have a backup plan. Nice. I like <laughs> it. I like it, man. Juan, from Mr. Up, uh, Bricks in the Wall, brother. How How is it going? I'm doing great. Fantastic, brother. And Kyle, congratulations, man. Thank you, man. Happy nice mother. to meet you, by the way, too. What's that? I said, nice to meet you, by the way, too, man. Nice I think to meet you, right? you. I've, heard, I've heard you, bro. I like you. You're not that dumb, bro. You got okay. a, a couple <laughs> screws on tight. No, but congratulations on the baby. Um, I remember when I held my daughter for the first time, it was psychedelic. I wasn't on anything, but it felt trippy just to see all the potentials, the positive or the negative, how I'm it's gonna be very important for me and to be in there and really teach her how to do shit the right way. And um, I think it's good because she's got a conspiracy dad and you're actually out there reading, trying to figure out what's actually going on. So you're going to give her a leg up on that. But um, thank you for having me back on. Uh, This is a great show, dude. Uh, You've been popping off on Instagram. That's great. Um, You're teaching the knowledge to the people about the ancients, Tartaria and all that lost knowledge. And um, thank you for having me back on. Dude, always a pleasure, my friends. Rai, what do we got going on out in Arizona? Did you guys survive the... uh overturned tanker yeah man i the uh the water supply out here can't be possibly any worse than what it is already so i think we're okay but it's just strange dude it's strange that uh you know and i'm sure that we'll get into this right away just the the amount of of you know like the frequency that this is happening like just constant it seemed like last week there was nothing but accidents chemical accidents overturned uh, overturned cars trucks derailed trains all this stuff and and um you know uh the question that um uh, you know we that we kind of like discussed a little bit here was does this happen all the time or is there a magnifying glass on it just because the internet's around i think that's a really good good point that uh truth and media just brought up right now for sure so dude yeah, I, yeah Juan, this is, we're, this we're definitely judge right here that. Yeah, I wanted to just hit this quick video here first on just what we're talking about. All the wild shit that's going on all at once in like a two-week span. Sharing that substance right in the middle of the best farmland in the country. Wow. Look at all that. Look at it. It's all in the bottom of the creek. Hey guys, so I'm here at Leslie Run. It's like a rainbow color coming off the water. Something I just discovered is that if you scrape the creek bed, it's like chemical is coming out of the ground. Can can you you come here? And and, and let me just show this to people. I don't know if you're going to see this on camera, but watch this. Just see that chemical pop out of the creek. This is disgusting. 
Right now, as we speak, these chemicals are seeping into the Ohio River, which supplies 10% of the United States drinking water, affecting 30 million citizens. But don't worry, Bill Gates, who was almost as lucky as Larry Silverstein with his timing, became the largest shareholder of Ecolab, Ecolab, a water treatment, hygiene, and infection prevention company the shares of which he purchased in 2022. So no doubt Devil Bill will profit from this disaster too. Even though government officials have insisted the water in the area is safe to drink, I really wouldn't if I were you. Videos have emerged showcasing quite the contrary and pets, fish, birds, even outside the blast zone are dying. A class action lawsuit has alleged that East Palestine residents may already be undergoing DNA mutations. Though if I had to guess, the DNA mutations are probably from the COVID shots, but inhaling all the toxic fumes sure doesn't help. The Norfolk Southern company worth $55 billion, who is primarily owned by the Vanguard Group, JP Morgan and BlackRock, has offered $25,000 in assistance. There are 5,000 residents in East Palestine, <laughs> and I'm no mathematician here, but that comes out to a whopping $5 per resident affected. It should also be noted that rail unions were striking months ago because they were overworked and understaffed. But Norfolk Southern did nothing to improve working conditions. Was all of this in East Palestine organic or just happenstance? The 2021 film White Noise was shot in East Palestine. The film is about a train that crashes and explodes with toxic fumes and the town has to be evacuated. What are the chances that the script was already written for us back in 2021? The media wants you to know that we have over a thousand train derailments per year, so pay no attention. And there has not been a single peep from Greta, not a single peep from Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, or those who claim to care so much about the environment. Since East Palestine, four other trains have derailed, which were carrying hazardous chemicals, but the consequences, they weren't quite up there with East Palestine. On February 14th, after a hazardous truck spill of liquid nitric acid in Tucson, Arizona, authorities closed down the entire interstate and forced you evacuation. Now, up. Florida residents are worried about breathing in the air after a five-acre plant nursery caught fire, sending up flames and toxins from the plastic plant containers, which occurred on February 16th. It's almost like we're seeing the demolition of the United States play out before us. We're watching our food and water supply be attacked, our infrastructure, our freedoms and liberties disappear one right after the other. There have been direct attacks on the family unit, our financial system, the military, everything. It's undeniable at this point. And the last month, even though, even through all these happenings, it's just an incredibly narrow view in the whole scheme. We've been under attack in every way for a while now. Hey, who made this video? I was just going to say that's from really graceful on YouTube. She does outstanding work. That's that was a great like kind of synopsis of what's been going on. Um, yeah. Shout and out to, shout before, out to her. before we get into that. Let me just play one quick 20 second clip from her that happened on February 3rd that no one is talking about. Remember, on February 3rd, this is when an explosion over the skies of Montana occurred, but it was memory hold and then never spoken of again. So there was this giant explosion over Montana on February 3rd. Right. And on February 4th. Yeah, everyone thought it was like the balloon being shot down and stuff like yeah. that. But it, 
it was like, and they said it lit up the sky, different colors and everything like that. So now let's get to that question. Is this, like Juan said, is this just kind of a product of social media that all of these things happening are in our face and are being pushed to the forefront? And in reality, they happen more often than we think. Or are we just in like Armageddon right now where it's just mayhem and there's chaos all over? Is it intentional, do you think? Is it accidental or is it just the percentages of how reality works? I mean, I I do want to say right off the bat, dude, um, that movie White noise is not about a train uh i think kyle we talked about this a little bit actually so it's really unfortunate that i mean like that lady will have such a great video but then she's perpetuating this has she seen that movie no because you know most people uh, haven't that are commenting on it too it's the same as 1984 it's the same thing that i said when uh you know talking with some other folks uh, last week where people comment on this stuff because everyone's saying it so it must be true right and the conspiracy people out here and the alternative thinkers and the, the free-minded people or whatever we want to call ourselves, we get into this group think the same way that the people that we make fun of do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Kyle, you're you yourself admitted theater kid, right? I mean, you know a lot about this, like the 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 way that um like Hollywood kind of does things a little bit, right? And like theater, how it works and stuff. You yeah. kind of described, not that you're like one of these sick fucks, but like you described. No in a really really effective manner i think the way like that this movie white noise kind of like shines a light on whatever people think it's shining a light on we can agree that it's not on this train situation i think it's more about society and the way that academia kind of creates sheep you kind of had some other comments yeah it was it was interesting um i haven't finished the movie yet but just the like i watched half of it um and what i saw was it would like I think you mentioned it. It's really just a critique on academia. How like the whole cru- like the whole basis of this movie is that this guy is a professor at a community college, and he's like the leading expert on Hitler studies, right? Which is a weird thing to study, and he's like oddly like admiring of Hitler. Like he like has this weird hard on for the guy, and um, yeah, and because I work in academia as well. Like I've seen how these people talk and how they once when these professors get together, they they talk. They have these really intelligent conversations about nonsense. Right. It's like (laughs) the movie does a really good job in that scene where it's the two professors are giving a lecture at the same time in the same room to both their classes. And it's about Hitler and Elvis. Like one guy's an Elvis expert. One guy's a Hitler Hitler expert. And their dialogue kind of overlaps. And it's just nonsense, right? Like nonsense is happening. You don't know who they're talking about, but all these all these other professors come in and all these other students and they're just like blown away at the intelligence of these two two guys. And it's like, they didn't say anything. Like there was right. nothing of substance said. And just from experience, like that's actually how it works. Now, that's not to say that there isn't intelligent conversation and uh, discussion and debate that happens at universities and colleges because it, it does i've been a part of it but these re- i think it really highlights like these kind of heady uh professors these overthinkers who think because they're at the top of their field that they're smart which is not the case anybody can get a degree anybody can get a phd like they let anybody in the fucking college nowadays right so i think that's what it was highlighting 
I haven't finished the movie. I know the whole, you know, they, the train accident does happen. They have to evacuate. But from what I've gathered, that's not really the crux of the, of the film. Um, so, and I, I do like what you said too, that it does kind of, um, especially even in our community, when we talk about like thinking for ourselves and stuff, we do kind of gravitate towards this thing. And I think that just goes to show that no matter what part of our group or community or whatever you're part of, you are subject to propaganda, whether you realize it or not. And we just have to be careful, right? Like we're not bad or stupid or anything for, be for being subject to this, right? Because we fall for it as well. But we just also have to keep that in mind when we're talking to other people that they're falling for what we see as propaganda when we also fall for it too. So we have to be compassionate when we talk to other people about these subjects and these topics. And we have to go into it with an open mind because if we come in thinking we know everything, we can easily get struck down with, uh, actually, we were we were wrong about that, right? Which we have oh, been wrong. And, and Kyle, there's a big difference between believing and knowing. And that's right. the problem in our community. A lot of people believe things and they they count that as knowing. And that's a there's a big difference in there. And that's why we run into this problem with imagination land with all the pronouns and shit is because of that right there. There's right. Well, and I think that's that's interesting too. believing and knowing like um, like I'll use use an example, Matt, like you're you focus a lot on like ancient history and kind of the lost civilizations, the lost history or the hidden history. And it's one thing for us to know that something is off and that we're being lied to and that our history is not exactly what it seems and believing that all this stuff is just was nonsense, right? Or believing that the history is what it is uh, based on what we learn in the textbooks, right? So there is a, there's a, there's a, it's I, I, what's, what's called, what's called discernment, right? Like the Bible talks about this. A lot of people talk about this being able to have discernment, it's really an, in, like, you cannot, someone can't teach you discernment necessarily. It's really a personal journey. And so you have to just take what you can and do the best that you can with that, right? Like it's, no one is going to be perfect. No one's going to know all the facts, but being able to discern what serves you and what doesn't is really important. And discernment's really a combination of mind and ego, Right. Because have to put that to the side sometimes. Right. Exactly. Because you want and that's what I, I was guilty of early on in this looking into the whole Tartaria thing. You know, I was I wanted to find something. And and when you get dug deeper into it, it just wasn't there in the manner that it was being presented. So you have to then say, OK, listen, it doesn't mean it's all bullshit. But from what I found so far, I'm not seeing it. Now, can I keep looking and maybe under a different rock, I'll find it? That's quite possible. But at, you have to be able to, to take that step back or fall on your sword and and just admit to what you're finding. It's like what Iwaranon did, right? He did that exact same thing. He went super hard in the paint with these documentaries and these YouTube videos. And then he realized in continuing his research that, hey, I messed up on some things now you can believe what you want, but I'm personally going to recant some of those things that I said. And he's still doing the work, right? He's still, you know, actively, uh, I don't know how active he is now, but he did fall on his sword, I think for the better, for the greater good. Like he, he really cared about what he was doing. And he said, you know what, I've been misled and I've misled other people. Let me try to correct that however I can, right? That's just an example. I'm not saying he's the end all be all to this thing, but that's just an example, right?
Yeah, and I'd beg to differ on him and his motives, but hey, that's a whole, I've done many podcasts on that, but that's a great example though, anyway. But I guess to get back to the the question that Ryan posed, like, is this, um, you know, is this, all of this stuff happening, is it just because we have the internet and we're seeing it more? That was really Juan that, that brought that up earlier. Yeah, yeah, Juan, you, you brought that up before we started. Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I think... Um, I think things have always been crazy. Um, and I think that, uh, yes, we're seeing more of it because of our access to information and through technology. Um, that doesn't mean things haven't all like, you know, the whole narrative of like, oh, there's a thousand derailments a year that could be, those could be minor things. Those could be whatever. I'm assuming that's going to be, that's probably a, a accurate statistic. Right. Um, but we're seeing more and more of it in our faces. And I think there's a little bit of, yes, these things do happen regardless of the geopolitical uh, surroundings or the circumstances. But at the same time, it does feel, and that's what you got to avoid the whole feel thing, right? Like we got to take emotions out of this, but it does seem like we are under attack by our own government or outside forces or the hidden, the hidden uh, government, the shadow government, the globalists, whatever, the alien, whatever you want to call them, the lizard people. There does seem to be an attack directly on our infrastructure and on our uh, supply chains and things like that. Food and water, right? Yeah, those are, I mean, how do you, what's the best way to invade a country? A country that doesn't have food and water already, right? Or that has crippling infrastructure. Um, so I think it's a little bit of both. I'm curious to hear what uh, what y'all have to say about it because I can see it from both sides and it's hard to balance the, you know, the fear porn and like the, what's actually going on like how worried should we be right we because we do have to regardless we have to be strong and vigilant so i'm curious to hear what y'all have to say well i've been thinking about this for a while that's why i brought this up and i think it's like you said it's a bit of both but again it does seem like wow it's kind of weird how all the biblical prophecies the things that people used to talk about is kind of coming to a to a big uh, stage at this point where it's like everyone's talking about spiritual warfare and all that but i think one of the things is i think that the conspiracy people or the tiktokers or the people who post on social media have hit a vein and they found that they can get a lot of clicks if they post all of this stuff so this is what's kind of they hit that that vein they're like oh okay i will get more clicks if i post stuff about satanic luciferian things and again that's the thing with hollywood I think that they found out that they can get more eyes, more clicks, more stuff, um, more attention if they post these things that enrage the people who are either deeply spiritual or into that sort of thing. So I think it's all that. But I think also there is a thing that it's happening more frequently. But then let me tell you all this. I just looked this up. Um, in 2019, there were 5,000 fires in food production facilities. And we, we really didn't hear about that then. But now it seems like we're hearing about all these fires. And there was a list of this year, it was, I would think, already 60 food production facilities have happened in USA that caught on fire or were destroyed. But it's also happening in Europe. So I think you're right, Kyle. It's something that they're attacking the food source. And again, to take over the world, you're not going to bomb it. You're going to destroy the infrastructure. Infrastructure. You want to keep it in place. So the best way is like the Russians did in their uh, revolution. They just uh, starved everyone and just mm -hmm. took over the cities. That's a good holiday and shit, right? Yep. Yeah. It's like what Ryan said, these influencers, all these hot bitches on TikTok who don't give a shit about any of this stuff start 
making videos about it to get the clicks, right? <laughs> Brian, you brought doing that squats and they're like, like you're just seeing a fat <laughs> ass. And it's like, did you guys know that the earth could be flat? And it's just like a fat <laughs> ass right there. I mean, dude, we there's there's though there's uh there's that kind of stuff. There's like these reaction videos that people are doing. And I was joking around with ghosts, like, I want to start doing reaction videos to people's reaction videos and just see how stupid we can get. Like maybe I do a reaction video of a video and then Matt, it's you take my reaction video like this, right? and Ryan. you have a reaction. Yeah, Dude, you're pointing at it. Right. I was watching yeah. a guy on YouTube for a while and people would request that he do that. He review his own videos and it was the stupidest shit I've ever seen. And it's people retarded. would pay for him to react to his own reaction to someone else's work. It's like, yes. What the fuck are we doing now? It sounds like we're missing out on some fucking money here, boys. I say we're uh, all rolling. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, dude, I, I'll start it. I'll, I'll do a dumb reaction video, and then maybe I'll pass it on to you, Matt. You do a reaction to my reaction, and you just point to my face and do stuff to my face. And then Kyle does a reaction to your reaction to my reaction to the video, and then maybe Juan can get in there and do a reaction to Kyle doing reaction to me to you. And it's just like, man, we can see how stupid this can get. It's it's a vanity project when people are doing things like that because you could just post the clip that you're trying to share without having your face in there to be like, hey, I found this clip and I want to make sure that you know that I'm sharing this clip. But this is also the problem with, and I realized this recently, with the conspiracy world. Everyone wants to be so right that it doesn't matter if they're really right or not. It's just like, like they they... It's hard to explain. Like they just want to get the last word in and they want to say, Hey, I've been saying this all along. They want to get the first Trump word in, right? Right. They want to be the, they want to say, Oh, I was the first, like you just said, I was, I've been saying this all along. I was one of the first people that had this out there, you know, back in the they day. They want the first and last word. So it's exactly. like if you're talking about, you know, I've been watching a lot of MMA and I, I love MMA. It's like if you're the first to strike and then the last to strike in an exchange, you're winning that exchange. But this is a verbal thing, and this is this is all subject to question. Um, like the, the thing that we're talking about right now, has this been going on since the dawn of time, and we're just able to really talk about it right now? It's tough to know because even with the um, you know the athletes, the professional athletes and and quasi professional athletes, whatever we want to call those, like rugby and shit like that, and like all these other things around the world that don't get the respect that they probably deserve. Dude, there's been a lot of fucking athletes since sports have been a thing that ha- I mean, these dudes have been having heart attacks since sports have been around. And if you go and look on Wikipedia, what's very interesting is you won't see any of these heart attacks or any of this kind of shit happen after the vaccines roll out. It's all before 2020. So what does that tell you? You have the media intentionally suppressing the stuff that that fits in with the conspiracy theorists. And then you have the conspiracy theorists intentionally suppressing what fits in with the media's narrative instead of just being like, Hey, maybe shit's just kind of always been weird, but I don't want to side with the government on this stuff. Like I don't want to side with the medical industrial complex or the military industrial complex. There is, there is, there is something at the end of the day that's right. Right. Um, But it's really tough to know what that is right now. Because yeah. of all this information that's coming out. And I tried making that point too on Instagram, right? Because I posted, you know, I, I was trying, because I had people coming at me with every single train derailment or every single fire that was happening. Like, oh my God, look, another one. Oh my God, look, look we're under attack. And it's like, guys, listen, 
first of all, you have to understand this shit does happen all the right, time. Right. And it doesn't, everything doesn't have to be a conspiracy. Everything doesn't have to be an intentional. I'm like, first of all, with the trains, look at our infrastructure. Our dude, infrastructure is dog shit. Dude, that video you just shared, showed of the train on those fucking tracks that were like yeah. all over the place. I was Made like, toothpicks oh, and fucking paper clips, it looked like. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so, get there. It's not out of the realm of possibility that shit happens and trains derail. Now, what I did say is the way that they handled it after the fact is deplorable. That's, that's a cover. So, right. But, but people, and, and so I said, hey, listen, take a step back before you jump on all these, do some research and go look. How many how many trains derail a year before you say that every train derailment is got to be uh, you know a PSYOP? And, and look, and when you see that the number, now granted, some of those may be a train just slips off the track doesn't even do any damage or anything and it's put back on within minutes it's that counts as a train derailment and, and things like that and it's the same exactly. thing with the warehouse fires it could be a fire in a trash can at a warehouse that does no damage whatsoever but it counts as a warehouse fire because it was a fire in a warehouse technical you know so we have to just take a step back and stop being so emotional and like rye said stop having to be the first one to do it and getting the last word in and how about get it right take that extra time and and do your research investigate the every angle of this from both sides and we we get so wrapped up in that one that you know that right brain path where we got to prove them wrong it's a conspiracy it's, it's, it's almost better to be to not say anything on a subject and wait than be wrong from the get-go right but then, then how are you going to go viral kyle yeah, well, I think the real ones out here, we don't give a shit about going viral. I mean, like Matt does a pretty good job. His videos reach a lot of people. And it's because he's he's not putting like you said, like he's not putting his face on it saying like, oh, this is that, you know, whatever. He's just putting it out there. And I think the, the people that want to find that information are going to find it. Right. Um, not that I'm saying like doing a podcast like this, we shouldn't put our faces on there or whatever, because I think that's kind of hokey when you kind of like cover your shit up and you're oh, that's the gayest stuff ever stuff. man show yeah, your face have some balls gay. yeah it's one thing from having balls versus like like a vanity project like like ryan said but i also think we have to be careful when we're talking about all of these things that are happening like you know like like what matt said like has this happened before um what are the frequency of these events right and but it but at the end of the day, I think it's not wrong to say we are in some kind of war. I mean, we're definitely in an information war, whether you like Alex Jones or not. We are in an information war, whether we're in World War three or World War four, whatever it is. It's not going to be bodies, you know, uh, you know, stacking up on the battlefield. Like, I mean, even though it's happening in Ukraine, um, allegedly, I don't know. But it, it the war is for the the psyche right for the hearts and minds right and that's what we're seeing so regardless of you know like i even posted like hey we're at war we just haven't been told yet right because you know they supposedly said to you kyle that that biden just went to ukraine supposedly did you see that uh -huh. yeah he was there for like 10 minutes yeah but so why didn't he go to ohio like, that's that's my point right here right the republican voters today. in ohio brother He's and I said, I said, you know, <laughs> like we gave a hundred million dollars to Turkey for the earthquake in Syria, right? We he turned down disaster relief for Ohio. 
Then he shows up in Ukraine pledging more U.S. aid to the Ukrainians and doesn't even fucking show up in Ohio. It's like, do we exist anymore? Or are we just like that redheaded stepchild that's just going to, you know, supposed to say You're thank the you. Wallet. The, the key word there is You're the red. wallet. The key word there is red. I guarantee if the fucking spill happened in New York City or San Francisco where, you know, the gay trans people are getting affected by the chemicals even more than they already are, then there'd be some aid going there. I'm telling you, dude. And I don't here's the thing. Even if it was a Republican president, I don't think they'd give a shit either. Right. These these people do not care about us. Um, and that's what it comes down to. They don't give like what is Biden could have had a really good opportunity to maybe win some votes. Right. Uh, but I don't think they care about that anymore. Hey, how about it, this, Kyle? How about what he told us? Lockdown. Here we go. Yeah. How about what he told us the other day? This is this one. This is great. This is after Ohio, mind you. Now keep that in mind. Water, medicine, shelter, and other aid to Ukrainians displaced Both by Russia's free. war, and provide aid for those seeking refuge in other countries from Ukraine. <clears throat> it's also going to help schools and hospitals open. It's going to allow pensions and social support to be paid to the Ukrainian people so they have something, something in their pocket. It's also going to provide critical resources to address food shortages around the globe. So Ukrainians get pension, but not Americans. Right. We're paying for Ukrainian pensions now. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, no agenda hit on this. And they said, what, we're just giving them cash for their pension funds. <laughs> like, yeah. What are we Literally, doing? I mean, with the amount of money in their population, that's about what it's getting to at this point. Unless Zelensky's just pocketing all that, which wouldn't surprise me. I don't think Zelensky's pocketing much, if any at all. I think it's just all coming right back to us, dude. I mean, this is a this is a slush fund. This is money laundering. We, this was happening for 20 years in Afghanistan. And why do you think when it, as soon as it stopped, this shit with Ukraine happened? I think people, the military industrial complex, the politicians, they were like, oh, shit, our funds are drying up because we're not pumping out death and destruction and, and shit that we have to. What's the best? That's the best way to launder money, dude. There, How many movies have been made about it? You got Lord of War. You've got War Dogs. You've got all these examples of how people can profit off of war. Um, and even going back like to the early 19, 1900s, like, you know, war is a racket, all these things of how like when economies are bad, people start wars to make money, dude, because when people die and you're selling things to fund the death, you make more money, dude. It's it's that's all it comes down to. And Do you think any of this, right? I know you've been working on Bluebeam stuff. You think any of this ties into Bluebeam? Potentially, man, because like the the problem is that uh, you know blue beam. A lot of people think it's just the alien invasion, right? What blue beam really is? It's the one world government, and yep. blue uh, the the alien invasion is just the it's the second step out of a four step process, which you have like you know targeted weather attacks and earthquakes, and then all but that's kinds, you that's know, where hold on. So that's where right we're we're having what appears to be targeted weather attacks and earthquakes. So and that's why that's why I'm wondering, like, as we go through the steps of because I listen to your podcast and I was wondering, like, it kind of clicked in my head. I'm like, oh, shit, is this something that we're really gearing up towards rapidly? I don't know, man. I, I think it could be potentially, but uh, we need the infrastructure in place from like that technology side, like the like Neuralink needs to be up 100 percent and Starlink needs to be up 100 percent before I think any of this is even possible. 
So will we see it in our lifetimes? I don't know, dude. I think that like your kids might see it like, uh, you know, Kyle, mm-hmm. you're about to have a kid. This is what's scary about bringing kids into the world right now. But at the same time, if you're preparing them for this shit and you're well, making I- strong, independent thinking people. Yeah. Um, you know, this is all that you can do because we do, you know, if we, if we stop, if we're afraid to have kids, then they already went in that, in that regard too. But you know, dude, dude it's, I had this conversation with one, uh, with like a, a, a normie tonight before I hopped on the show, I, I, uh, had a, a grad student come out with me and have a couple of drinks. And we were talking about this. Like, he's like, I don't want to have kids. It's just, the world's too crazy. Like, we're all going to die, all this stuff. And I was like, dude, you got to have a little bit of, of hope, right? Like, and yeah. he was, you know, he was saying like, well, you know, the earth is dying, like the world, you know, it's all the odds are stacked against us. And I'm like, well, dude, like, you know, the, the left y'all, y'all complain about like a right wing kind of, uh, uh, handmaid's tale kind of reality that you think is happening right now. And I'm like, but you're wrong it's going to happen in 20 years because the left aren't having children. And two, the further y'all push one way, as soon as the other side gets in power, it's going to swing just as far back the other way. And we're going to have a handmaid's tale scenario because y'all are pushing it so far right now. Right. So, and I, that wasn't really my main point. My point was like, we have to have hope because if we don't, then we're already lost. Right. That's why I'm happy i'm not ready to have a fucking kid are you kidding me i'm fucking yeah, you are. i'm 26 i don't know what the fuck is going on but you know what if i don't who will right who's gonna raise the next generation right who's gonna do it and that's how i see it man like we just we have to just keep pushing forward we have to keep doing what we do and like the world's always been nuts right our parents when they are having us they thought they were gonna get nuked by russia for like 40 years and everything and then y2k and then all, all this stuff, shit dude. That's what I'm saying. That just there's always something we just got to keep rolling, dude. Not to say that things aren't happening now and things are bad because I think it's pretty fucking wild out there. But we just got to keep going, brother. Got to keep pushing on, dude. Imagine being fight. a parent. Go ahead, Ryan. Sorry, I was gonna say. Imagine being a parent that like gave birth on September 11th, 2001. You know what I mean? Like, how would you feel like when you see like what's going on? I, I think my baby is gonna be due like right around September, and I'm like, please give me a 9/11 baby, please. Oh, give that'd me be sick, dude. Baby. Yeah, Hell. Brian, my niece was born like four months at five months after 9/11, and it was like it was weird because she was the first, you know, of the next wave. It was it was our kid, you know, she was the first niece or nephew, and man, it was like, and and I remember back then because. I was asking my brother, like, what are you going to do? I'm like, well, what, what about the terrorists and all this shit? And they you had said us that? so mind fucked that, you know, everything was possibly going to be blown up. And, you know, everything was a threat at that point. We were under a daily color coding system right, right. as to what threat level of threat we were at. It was like, but they got you with the fear porn. And I think that's where we are right now in a sense. But things are a little crazier on the financial side as well. I think the the fact that the economic system is teetering, right? And 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 there's this possibility that BRICS could manifest and and take over as the leading currency. That's scary. Yeah, Dude, I, and- I think that would be the honestly like I'm not an economic expert, but I think that could be a really good thing for our country if. Cause I think it might force us to go back into that isolationist kind of uh worldview, 
you know, like going back to that sleeping dragon that, you know, was awakened by Japan. Like we really, I, I, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not saying like, I want, but a lot of people are going to die to get there. That's the, I'm saying that's not what I, I don't want that, but I'm saying something like that, like kind of like a, a reality check or maybe like a fucking punch in the chin. Right. Like, you know, that's going to wait a little bit. We're way beyond that though, Kyle, these parasites that are in charge, it, it would take a nuclear weapon to to wake them up. Well, they want that, don't they, dude? They well, they'll bend over and give the shit over to the, the BRICS nation. Like they that's what they'll do at this yeah. point. They, well, they'll they fund want... it, right? They... <laughs> Which they probably are, realistically. Yeah, yeah man. So, Juan, what do you think about that whole thing? I mean, <laughs> I think like like we were talking about, is it just getting worse, or are we amplifying this stuff? And like, imagine. Each one of us, we all have our own channels and people who listen or follow us. We're amplifying these messages of kind of destruction, fear, and it does get clicks, but I've noticed I'm starting to switch because it's spring. I'm going to start gardening. I'm getting my backyard ready. The gardening community is growing exponentially too. It's huge. I think that if we started making a shift of more of like more pondering on the negative stuff and more on like, what can we actually do? Like actually get some chickens, actually know your neighbors. Where you? Because we're over here fighting windmills, like posting stuff that we're not in in direct contact with, but we are in direct contact with our neighbors, with the people around our community. And if we actually like, because I'm feel so glad in my community, there's only one entrance, and I feel so blessed. I know all my neighbors. Like I live in a little colder side kind of, and we all know each other. We all take care of each other. When the power went out, we kind of all helped each other out. We all know each other's names, our kids, all of that. So. I'm pretty sure and I feel safe that if something were to happen, we could close off that little barricade and we all have guns and we can all kind of protect ourselves at least for a while until we came up with a plan. So it is kind of that we are kind of part of the problem because we are we are spreading knowledge, but we are also spreading fear. And I'm sure you all know some people are like they like that fear. They like to be in that moment. Some people still wearing masks. Some people like that shit. So I think if we started making more of a shift toward like what are the actual things that you can do to either raise your consciousness or be, be skillful or be at least better prepared for your kids? You know, we're setting up the next generation with a little of a leg up so they can know, oh, shit, my parents always said that there was going to be a planned alien invasion. When I was little, we went through this whole brainwashing program. It's happening right now. What can we actively do to fight against it? That's I don't know. That's my take. That's huge, man. That's huge. I mean, something that t- if any 2020 taught me anything it was to get to know your fucking neighbors, man, because you never know, like, one, the last thing you want is hungry neighbors when shit goes down, right? So you want to make sure that you and your neighbors are tight, right? Even if, and then, and so, like, when I was buying, like, extra food and stuff, I bought a little bit extra just to keep my neighbors happy, right? If I needed to, right? I'm not saying, you know, I, I mean, like, as Alex Jones says, I'll eat your fucking ass, neighbor, like, I will eat your ass. That's not what I'm saying, but you're right, man. Like that really taught me like and it goes back to the Bible, right? I'm not a huge religious person or even read the Bible that much as much as I'd like to. But what's the number one of the Ten Commandments? Like love thy neighbor, man. Like and that's not just like us here, like who I you know, I love you guys. We're all friends. We're great. We we can talk and hang out. But like really what matters is the people around you. Right. Whether you agree or disagree. It's like, hey, man. It's like uh, the whole, you know, concealed carry debate. A lot of people get freaked out when like people have guns on them. And I told somebody one time I was like at a bar and I was like, look, if shit went down right now, you are my family, right? Because you're standing right next to me. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. 
to the best of my ability. Right. And I think that's something we kind of have lost. Right. It's all about, you know, do you believe this? Did you vote for that person? Like, what are your, you know, uh, uh, policy views? It's like, fuck all that. When shit hits the fan, policy doesn't matter. Right. It's who who's around you and who you can um, count on. Right. Whether you're friends or you've barely known each other or your family doesn't matter. Get to know your neighbors. And even if they're fucking assholes, love thy neighbor. I'm just saying, like, that's all you can do, man. Yeah, everybody's going to have their purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even the asshole can serve a purpose, you, you know? Just get to know them. You don't have to be best buds with them, but, you know, no, have but a you role. might know how to fix your car, and you don't, right? Yep. You know, you might be able to, you know, uh, fix his toilet or something like that. Like, that goes a long way. And uh, even if you don't hang out or you're not best friends with your neighbors – just well, get normal a little bit. And the other thing that that this is taught and should have taught everyone is a you have to be as self-sufficient as possible and you have to learn skills. To to have a zero skill set is unacceptable. You know, and now do you have to be professional? No, but you should know how to build things. You should know how to grow things. You should know how to take care of things. You should know how to shoot things. Yeah, you know, whether it's a bow and arrow or a gun, whatever, learn to to be able to handle a arm at some at some point. Yeah, yeah. Well, Maude, you, you mentioned the gardening thing, dude. That was that blew up in the last year or two, man. Like guard for like all summer, my whole Instagram algorithm was just gardening stuff and, well, was, and homesteading, right, Kyle? Yeah, I learned so much, dude. I did my first in my little tiny backyard. I learned so much about gardening. I learned what worked what didn't work, what I can do better next time. Right. And I got a ton of food from it. I learned if, but more than that, I learned a lot. Right. And I want to give a shout out here to, to Lainey from greener posture oh, she is awesome. I love watching her videos. Anybody that's not watching her, go to her YouTube channel and I will put the link in the description because she will teach you all sorts of and, useful skills. And how did she learn, man? She learned just by trying it and failing and trying and failing. And she's now at a point where she can. I took one of her master classes, dude, and it was worth the 20 or 30 bucks or whatever. I learned so much. And I even got my wife, who's not into this crap at all, I got her to sit in on it with me and learn. Like she got interested in like canning and fermenting and like being self-sufficient and it really helped our relationship as far as like what are we going to do when we you know how are we going to prepare right because she thought i was crazy for doing all this stuff and then you know lonnie kind of got her you know into all that and it was awesome so that's the thing dude like skills uh knowledge even if you have books that you're not going to read until you need to it's better to have them than not right Lanny's into uh, garbage pail kids too, so that's a fun thing. You know, <laughs> that's a side a side positive. Oh, uh, dude, we can okay garbage pail. Yeah, we've. Well, I'm not saying like, I'm not trying to derail it, but no, I was just like I talked with her, and she's she's not just like one of those people that is oh, constantly no. focused on like the homesteading. Like she's the just a very person, normal, right? real person that like happens to have a hardcore set of skills when it comes to that shit. Like, dude, Kyle, you're talking about like going, or no, I think it was you, Matt, that was saying like, you know, you need to learn how to shoot, learn how to do something, be a fucking net positive on society. Dude, we went out shooting the other day, me, my dad, my sister and her boyfriend. Um, Her boyfriend doesn't shoot much. And and uh, Kyla, my sister doesn't shoot a whole lot either. 
And dude, we're just going out there and we're just shooting in the side of a mountain. It was such a good time. We actually hit uh what's it called? Tamarite. Is that the thing that like oh, yeah, blows right. up? That's, those, dude, that's the explosives I was telling you about, man. You can just buy them at Academy. Dude, there was a random deposit of Tamarite, and we're shooting at like my dad threw like these neon golf balls out there. And we're just shooting and we're trying to hit these golf balls, right? With like ARs and like, you know, other things. And out of nowhere, just this big boom, like this whole thing. We're like, what was that? Wait, someone had just left Tannerite. Someone out there? just left some out there, dude. And and I I, I think it, I don't know if it was me or who hit it, but like just out of nowhere, just this massive explosion. It was a blast, dude. We had so much yeah, fun. No one got hurt. With, you can have a lot of fun with Tannerite. But yeah, you can also like some people have you seen those videos of dudes like filling their old fridges with tannerite yep. and shooting them and the door blows off and almost fucking kills them <laughs> yeah it's pretty intense I, we were not expecting it but it was just pretty fun to uh to get yeah, should, it's like, illegal that, here that's why i started hunting in the last couple of years because i was like i don't know how to do this and now i know how to find a deer how to shoot it how to skin it how to process it for the most part right i mean i can't make amazing sausage yet but these are all things that I've learned just in the past two years, gardening. Uh, I can build, I've always been able to build, but like, okay, what if I had to build a fucking, I don't know how to, you know, those kinds of things you don't think a about. Shack. Yeah. Yeah. Build a shack out there somewhere. Yeah, man. No, it's fun. And like that, that survival stuff is actually a cool thing to just have in your back pocket. But Dude, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with a uh, survivor man, Les Stroud and Bear uh, <laughs> grills, man versus wild. I would, I made my dad when I was like, I want to say like 12 or 13, take me and my cousins on a survival trip where we went to like a state park or something like that. And we camped. Well, my dad camped and then we all had to survive, right? With the things we learned, like we would bring uh, a multi-tool, some matches, some water purification stuff. And we'd be out there for three days. And my dad would sit there grilling some burgers and you know, eating snacks and stuff. And we'd have to like go fish and catch our own food. And dude, it was so fun. And like, it was a learning experience, right? Cause you learn like, Oh, I actually can't take care of myself. I mean, I was 12. It's one of those right. things. Those are things we need to practice, right? We need to practice those things just in case. Right. Did I hope all you guys have seen the movie, the edge, have you guys seen the movie, the edge Yes. With Anthony Hopkins mm -hmm. and uh, Alec Baldwin, I think too. No, I haven't. Oh, dude, it's such you'd love it, Kyle. It's an epic movie. The Edge. What one man can do, another can do is the 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 catchphrase in that movie, dude. It's an awesome movie. It's like all about that survival in uh, Anthony plane Hopkins. Crash. Anthony yeah. Hopkins and Alec Baldwin. And then there's another dude. He's a, a black dude. I don't know his name off the top of my head. Oh, he, and, and get it. Get, guess who dies first. It oh, is a 90s movie. Black guy dies first. <laughs> it's written by David Mamet, who's a great uh, theater uh, writer. He writes for a lot of plays, David Mamet. Yeah, it's an epic movie, dude. Awesome movie. So just fits right in with what we're talking about. Yeah, well, it's likewise. I'm watching The Last of Us. Um, oh, I'm great show, anything. dude. It's awesome. I'm not going to give anything away, but it's just the same thing. How much better would be if you go into that type of scenario prepared? You already know how to tie knots, how to start a fire, how to make bullets, all that shit. Instead of having to learn through it when you're actually going through that, it's better to have it, like he said, in your pocket. You already know how to do all that stuff. Or you could go Walking Dead style and just shoot the same arrow over and over again with right. no, you know, like the whole Hollywood side of it, too. That's That gets me to laugh. Last man. of Us is actually pretty good about, I mean... No spoilers, but episode three, man, it's like, this is how you survive. You find yourself a gay lover, 
and you'll make it. Yeah, I didn't like that episode at all. Yeah, that pissed me off. With the population of homosexuals, I think is like 4%. And they're like in Hollywood, all of a sudden, everybody's gay. Well, apparently in the game, (laughs) apparently that was in the game already. Like there was the the got Frank or whoever in the game was, was gay. But in the game, the lover was dead. So they just added that as the story. I thought it was well done. Um, because I've been played, but from people who have played the game, they said it was actually like it made sense based on the game. But it did seem a little like I'm sure a lot of people took it as this is being forced, right? And in the in the game, it's a white dude and his daughter is white, but in this the show, it's a Latino guy and his daughter is black. So it's like that was a little weird, but you know, it's still done well. I like that's my thing. As long as it's not like shittily done, if it makes sense, I'm okay with it, right? But I love the show. It's great. I I don't have a PlayStation, so I can't play the game. But apparently it's one of the best games ever. You guys got a favorite apocalypse movie? Oh, shit. Or game or show or anything? That's a good one. I mean, it's tough to really know. Juan, you got anything off the top of your head? Do you watch many movies? Yeah, I do. The only thing I can think of is Brokeback Mountain. But um... (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah, you you want to warm up real quick. (laughs) <laughs> I like the one with Will Smith and his dog. I am legend. I am They're legend. making a second one, dude. I am legend two is in the works. Man, I can't I can't ever handle it when a dog dies, dude. That's my well, yeah. There's a, there's an alter have you seen the alternate endings on I Am Legend? The dog no. one of the alternate endings, the dog doesn't die. Yeah. Good. That's what they should have done, but they you know that pulls at the heartstrings. Dude, I I uh that movie up almost made me cry the other day. <laughs> It's like, dude, I, I can't deal with it. Whenever there's a dog and something sad, I'm like, man, I don't like this. Like, it, it's just rough. It is it is rough, man. I, but as far as apocalypse movies, I really like um, I Am Legend's pretty good. Um, you ever watch, like, uh, The Book of Eli? Yeah. With Denzel? I love Denzel Washington. I think that was a great, a great movie because it's kind of like Mad Max-ish kind of, you know? Um, right. Oh, the road is actually pretty good. I don't know if you've read. Uh, it was a book, and then it became a. The movie wasn't like great, but the road was good. Um, you guys uh, seen Stakeland? Stakeland? No, no. Dude, it's obscure movie references, Ryan. It's pretty cool. Um, they have like uh, the, it's called Stakeland because it's basically like vampire zombie type things, and they kill them with wooden stakes. I'm trying to pull up a list here, but that was one that popped up. Juan, you have a favorite. Of apocalyptic movies, um, I have an IMDb list I'm working on of all like these type of movies. Um, I don't know, man. I would have to because I have a long list. Y'all go ahead and talk. I'll look through my list. 2012. <laughs> oh, 2012 with John Cusack. That's a good one. That was good. I do like John Cusack. Um, Knowing's a great movie too. Day After Tomorrow. What a classic. That's all. Yeah. This all of these are climate change propaganda. Yep. You got to be careful. Okay, are we talking Armageddon? Great movie. See, when you said apocalypse, I thought you meant like post-apocalypse, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, that's it could what I was be. Thinking. I mean, that's kind of what I thought too. But apparently, uh, you know, like Mad Max. Mad Max is like a classic one. The Road Warrior, dude. I mean, come on. Um, Have y'all heard of the Divergent series? That's a pretty good one. Yes, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, that's like the um, um, yeah, separate people into movie. classes. Matrix, Matrix is, I guess, is post-apocalyptic. Um, yes. Have you seen the Animatrix? 
Hey, the, go back. Dude, oh, that's a great. What's I love City the Animatrix. City of Ember. I think I read that book one time. Which one? Go back up to City of Ember. I think I read that. I think that's a book that I read. Yeah, it's like un an underground city. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I read the book one time. Yeah, okay. The Road was good. Um, Another good one, too, that's like not really like to this extent, but it's called Metropia. That um, 28 Weeks Later isn't bad. They right. Just that one's pretty good. 28 Days is also really good. 28 Days Later. Yep. Defcon 4 starring Kanye West. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no. No, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, there's some good breakers. That was good. That's with uh um uh Willem Dafoe and uh Ethan Hawk. That was great. Uh, there it is, dude. Steak Land. Solid movie. Steak Land, okay. Yeah, in a world of vampires. What's the, Vampire Hunter? What's the alien movie? District nine or something? That's a alien that's a fun one. There's Kyle. Go back to phase seven. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you talking about? Inside a quarantine apartment, a build, <laughs> building, a uh, man must protect his pregnant wife from his new neighbors. Wow. Oh I'll kill my neighbors. I don't care. <laughs> I love them, but I'll shoot them. Yeah, man. No, there's a, there's a ton of those, dude. There's a ton I of good ones out have there. More guns and food than my neighbors. I know that. And that's the thing. It's like in a bear attack. You don't have to be the fastest person. You just have to be faster than the slowest guy. You know, <laughs> that's right. that's me. I, I'm not the best prepared, but I know I'm more prepared than the people immediately around me. So I'll at least make it a little longer. <laughs> yeah, That's all you got to do. You just got to last. Dude, you just brought it up, Kyle. We're going to have to segue to it. Oh, what is going to the the annual or the, the weekly segment? This is. Would you rather fight oh. five raccoons at once, no rabies, no disease, or a bear of equal weight of yourself? Now, no weapons, unless, you know, you can pick up a rock around you, maybe a stick. But, yeah, we're not doing weapons. We're not doing any of that <laughs> shit. It's just this you. So, like, you know, there's the old, like, would you rather fight a hundred uh, duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Right. Similar. So, the thing is, too, I think, Matt, one, one clarification that we need to, that we should make is that these things are angry. Because yeah. if you're just walking up to a bear and it's just chilling there or it's sleeping. But the you bear know, is your size. The bear is the same weight as you. Same so weight. It's, so, it's like a small bear. Well, uh, it, yeah, it's not, ju it's not a juvenile, though. It's It's a, you know adult bear but it's just a small it's just your weight and it's I, healthy and you can like pick sick. you can pick the bear of your choice it can be a black bear grizzly whatever type you want it doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter dude it doesn't matter i'm gonna take the raccoons any day i would never fuck with even a child bear i would never fuck with a fucking bear dude i'm taking the raccoons all day they're basically fat cats um no, all day <laughs> all right okay. juan what do you got Oh, the raccoons, man. Yeah, as, as one's biting you, you can pull the other one off and just kick him off. It's A bear is going to take you down quickly. One swipe from a fucking bear, dude. You're dead. You're dead. No, oh, man. Yeah, no, we're, we're getting feedback again, guys. So here we go. We got Wait, two. Is this, from a, is this from a listener? Yes. Fuck yes. We got two write-ins. We got 
Dog, everyone picking a bear isn't taking into consideration that bears bring like 10 knives to fight on its paws. Humans don't hold a candle when it comes to tooth and claws. The talk I was having like five years ago, and this gets into what you were talking about, Kyle, would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? So basically what he says is uh, he hasn't made his decision yet. But consider, Wait, I like that he says a horse-sized duck is pretty much a dragon. <laughs> yeah. Only the psychos choose to fight that one. And then again, you'd have to be a heartless fuck to be okay with kicking little ponies. <laughs> fuck them. They can bite. Okay, so we got one more. We got just as an example, this was great, of why a bear will mess you up. My, fire, my father's a retired chiropractor in Pennsylvania. And back in the 90s, every year he would have patients come and get fixed after wrestling a bear at the sportsman show in Harrisburg, PA. The bear would base, uh, basically toss the poor guy around and then sit on him. There's no way you could physically beat a bear. So Man, I I, th- I feel like you're just smothering the raccoon, the pro raccoon. That's all I'm getting posts. for feedback, man. And he uh, sent uh, he even sent me a link. Now, if you said like if you sent like five like honey badgers or something, I may reconsider. But raccoons are fairly like, I mean, I can fuck, I can easily fuck a raccoon up. Like Dude, I got a post. Actually, Ghost got a post where one raccoon ripped the fucking dude's ear off and both these dudes had guns. I'm not saying you'd be you wouldn't come out unscathed from the five raccoons, but at least you'd be a, you'd have a chance with the no, raccoon. man, you're talking about so so this dude's t- talking about like the a bear brings 10 little knives. Okay? A raccoon, oh. five raccoons are bringing in 50 knives to a damn fight. Their claws are sharp too, dude. Yeah, but they're not big, dude. A bear's claws are like 4 inches long, dude. They will fuck you up. Raccoons I mean, weigh about 30 pounds. Okay, so 30 times five, that's 150 pounds, dude. That's less weight than I am. If I have a bear coming at me at 195, dude, fuck that, dude. Fuck mm. that. I'd take the raccoons all day. So all this, day. this is that guy that was wrestling the bear. And so here you see he got on top of the bear briefly, and then the bear just kind of hugged him and then just tackled him. And oh my so, God, so he says, oh uh, he no. goes, we, we get to drinking at a bar Saturday night and my friends start talking about bear wrestling they had there. Long story short, they took advantage of a drunk and talked me into wrestling the bear the next day. I, I didn't do too bad. <laughs> I took him down, but I couldn't get all his feet pinned. I only got three with the fourth paw. He tossed me off, then roughed me up a bit. I was able to escape. And by the three minute limit was almost over. For him, it was play, and he was so strong that if he wanted to, he could have ended me whenever he wanted. I was benching over 300 pounds, and because of playing hockey three nights a week for years, had good endurance. But I got to tell you, after three minutes, I was totally spent. I had nothing left in the tank. The strength of a wild animal compared to a human is not even in the same ballpark. Wasn't the smartest thing I've done, <laughs> but me and my friends still laugh about it today. By the way, if you look real close at the picture where I'm standing and he's coming at me, you can see he's not wearing a muzzle. As a matter of fact, the Bears trainer told me that if I did get him on his back, which I did, not to look him in the face as he would consider it a threat and he would bite my face. <laughs> he told me to bury my face in his chest, which I did, and man, did it stink. His name, how scary is that like yeah, hey you but, can punch this bear but just don't look it in the eyes yeah i mean but right this to your defense this is an 800 pound bear okay what are we playing games uh, here no okay, way let's say, can you let's find say it's a 200 pound bear that's a baby bear 
Yeah. That's a small bear. I mean, you know, yeah. like that's that's what I'm saying. If it's your way. But again, it's a small bear and with if it's, nature if it's, strength. If it's my size, like like if it's like a full size bear but only my weight, then it's a sick bear. Like it's dying already. It's got mange. Yeah, I don't why would why wouldn't fuck we're talking no disease though. That's just a a a, a weak bear. So if I'd have to see a bear that weighs a hundred and two hundred pounds. Size it up. I'd have to see a two hundred pound bear. Uh, Matt, can you pull up an image of a two hundred pound bear? Well, it's gonna be tough to kind of like quantify the yeah unless it's standing next to. Well, I just want to see what what we might be dealing with. I'm telling you, dude. I, I'll make Matt, a bear. I do appreciate my your. Uh, I appreciate your bookmark. <laughs> your bookmark skills, dude. Dude, look at that. The one that that guy's holding. That's probably about a 200-pound bear right there. Because no, that dude's more probably, than 200 pounds. Yeah, right here. 200-pound black bear. Okay. It shows a black guy. You see that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's a trending story, brother. <laughs> look at that, dude. That's nothing. Where's the video? Hold on. I'll try and get this video here. Uh, actually, let's see the picture. No, that's Yeah, there you go. No. Oh, what the fuck? I think it also depends the bear because some are more vicious than others. Yeah, we're talking like... Now yeah, you don't want to go for a polar bear. Yeah, polar bear, folks, yeah. Dude, I don't know, man. That's a decent-sized animal. He is pretty fast, too. Oh He's my cranked right now. Or he just got released, so... Yeah, I don't know, man. Have you heard of that movie, Cocaine Bear? Yeah. Dude, I can't wait out. to watch Is it, it any good? Have you seen it? No, it hasn't come out yet, I think. Next week, I think. Dude, I'm going to be waiting in line to watch that movie, though. Hey. It was so sick at UFC 284. Uh, it was The event was sponsored by Cocaine Bear, and I was like, God, please help Bruce Buffer just say Cocaine Bear. And he fucking did. He did. Dude. Wow. Bruce Buffer said... Brought to you by Cocaine Bear, and then like they just moving. I was like, "Fuck yes!" This that is movie's sick. gonna be terrible, though. <laughs> was that? It'll the, be fun. It's I, don't movie with Matt uh, with Leo DiCaprio where he fights a bear like that. What he won an Oscar Reverend. movie. Reverend. It wasn't even a great movie. Like he's done better stuff. That was kind of like a throwaway Oscar for him. Um, right. Is was that the most recent UFC, Ryan? The one uh, two eighty four. Yeah. Was that Saturday that we watched? No, that was Last a Saturday. that was a uh, was fight a night, fight. a free okay. free one. Yeah, the next one is actually the next pay per view is on my birthday, uh, day before my birthday, and it's John Jones's epic return. It's gonna be yeah, fucking yeah. sick, dude. I, I, he might get his ass kicked by Cyril Gone, but now if we started now if we're talking not just us, but like a trained jujitsu UFC fighter, maybe with a two hundred pound bear, might be a different story. Like what? Who was it? Thug Nasty. What's his name? Um, he choked Bryce out. A, Mitchell. Yeah, he fucking choked out a deer. Yeah, man, I don't know because he's really not as talented as a lot of people think he is. He's he's really good at jujitsu, right? But, but he's more talented than he's more talented than any of us. And he choked out a fucking two hundred pound, hundred and fifty pound deer. But he also fights at one hundred and forty five pounds, so he's a small dude. Right. I'm just saying though. If okay, so one hundred forty five pounds, one hundred fifty pound deer, he choked it out, no problem. Now scale that up. Let's say John Jones or whoever on a two hundred pound black bear, he could probably choke the bear out if he had a good. Absolutely, position. right. Yeah, they just said but, the only pr problem is is it's tough to get a grip on them. 
like yeah they're furry they don't have like a a, a neck you can get on you know the, the, yeah it's like a cone-shaped head yeah you're just gonna slide he said and that's what one of the emails we got before was talking about wrestling bears and that's what he said he said the only trouble is you can't get any sort of choke on them you know like a rear naked or anything because you can't lock in or under their under their chin they don't really you kick have a one. bear in the balls like and gouging without, its eyes out without that's what you do. them I'm not going anywhere near its snout, dude. Are you kidding me? Like that'll just take your hand. Gouge if, it, eyes. if it gets a grip on you, dude, like you're fucked. Yeah. You're hey, fucked. no one said it was going to be easy, Kyle. You just <laughs> got to get in there. You got to get it done. Dude, okay, but if I have a choice, I'm taking the raccoons, dude. That's, That's all I'm saying. That's fine. I think I'd rather take like coyotes than the fucking bear, dude. I'd rather take five vicious coyotes or hyenas or something than the fucking bear, dude. Well, yeah, and that that whole honey badger, I'm not going. I'm not even fucking with a honey badger, dude. Yeah, dude, honey badger don't give a shit. No, if I one honey badger or one bear, I'll take the bear all day. Yeah, dude, honey badger will just like, oh my god, and any kind of cat, you want to avoid those too, because once they get you down, they'll just fuck with you until you die, and then even after you're dead, they'll continue to fuck with you. Yep, eat your heart. Oh, yeah, they will just start at your asshole and work their way up. (laughs) <laughs> while you're alive yeah, it's like yeah, the lions yeah that's what they do they, man they, they started the asshole it's ass easy out while you're Almost alive up. just imagine that being alive and just being eaten watching just looking down and seeing them just eating your innards it's like what's damn, the difference man. between that and like a like a, a male to female surgery right mm. yeah taking a hot dog turn it inside out dude there was this one thing that they had on <laughs> I forget what it was. I think it was on on American Dad or something. Or no, it was Family Guy where Quagmire's dad uh, was, uh, you know, he's obviously a dude and then he gets a, a sex change and they made a sandwich in Quagmire's dad's name and it was an inside out hot dog with a bunch of ketchup all over it. Oh, and that's what the, that's what what the sandwich the was for the transgender. <laughs> oh, Matt, this is crazy, dude. I saw your videos on this. This is. Yeah, this dude. Is- have you guys heard about these things? They're called ringing rocks. And they're found all over the world and there's not a lot of them, but like there's, I found some in my, uh, you know, Ryan Jess from Patreon told me about these out in Montana. Um, And so she she was telling me about the, and these ones are in Montana. And then there's also some in Pennsylvania. So check these things out. You. That's, that's Montana. Now this is this is the same shit, but it's Pennsylvania. Oh, we lost the And the crazy thing about these is, if you take these rocks off site or off the pot, they don't make any noise. They don't ring. Has she seen these? Yeah, yeah, she's been to them. She said she hit them with the hammer. Paul Pelosi. You almost wonder if someone's like off camera, like ringing a, like hitting a bell or something. Oh no, dude, these are, this is like legit. These are, yeah, they leave hammers at the site for people to hit these rocks with. Huh. Watch this guy, he breaks one. They must be hollow. Oh, you broke it. You broke it. 
Yeah. It's just, I've never seen anything like it. And yeah, it's weird. Dude, this is just to get people back into the smashing rocks phase of like prison work, you know, this <laughs> <laughs> hype for that. It's like, oh, you can make music while you're working. Well, when I heard him, Kyle, it sounds like the old chain gang, you know, laying out the railroad yeah. lines. <laughs> That's the sound of the men. You're going to turn big rocks into little rocks. Doom. Sorry, I, I love that shit. Sorry, I was in an acapella choir for four years. We sang the Chain Gang once or twice. Oh man, <laughs> that's nice. What was it called? The choir. Yeah, Vocal Collective. Nice. I like that a lot. Voco, Voco for short. Juan, you ever been in any bands or anything? Me in a band, no. But I play a little guitar and piano. But no, not in no. any bands officially. Dude, I was in the church band back in the day for like six years. Dude, save some puss for us, man. Yeah, Dude, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, I can prove that I fuck, right? <laughs> I can prove it. <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think I said on the tavern the other night, I was like, I'm the king of cream pies, baby. <laughs> Gross, right? <laughs> yeah, tell your wife that. <laughs> See what she says. <laughs> yeah, man, that's uh, that's pretty cool, though, dude. Again, congratulations. That'll be a fun thing. Oh, well, um, yeah. Well, not enough about me, guys. Let's talk about these fucking rocks, okay? Um, enough Matt, about my cream pies. Matt, what do you think? The, what do you think this is, man? These rocks? Like, do you think it? Well, I would be curious to know what they're made out of, right? What is the chemical or the, you know, physical structure of these rocks? Are they iron? Are they um, some sort of, uh, I don't know. I don't fucking know rocks. I don't know. seems like I they're mean, not natural. Like, it seems like it's almost like uh, ruins of something. Well, no, because if you, I'm sure there's other things you can bang on that make noise like that. He's, he said it when you move them from there, they won't ring no more, right? Yeah. That's the weird thing. Hmm. That's, that's what, that is my, kind of my hold up on that. I'm not sure, like, how legit that is. I'm, yeah. Here, I, those are big ass rocks. Are they craning those things out? Like, 20 feet away and they don't bang anymore or can you see this i don't i just see your beautiful face my friend all right let me oh, yeah how do i get back to zoom you got too many tabs open brother we've all seen it <laughs> huh. there you go there you go so you get into here and this is aluminum uh quartz is one layer granite there's mm -hmm. more granite, like there's granite in the center, supposedly. And this is an aerial view of it. Now, let me see if where's the, there's a cross section. Is this just one rock? Here, here it is. Yeah, this is a cross section of one rock right here. Hmm. So it's got all those different things. All these different element minerals in it. Hmm. I don't know what those abbreviations mean. I'll just have it's to... it go yeah, it goes back. You have to kind of look at it in conjunction with this. Because this has all the little abbreviations and it's so fucking blurry. I can't even if I blow it up. Yeah, lots of granite, lots of quartz, uh monzonite. I'd be curious to it's kind of kind of reminds me of like the Wakanda uh, vibranium type stuff, right? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. It's real interesting, and and they say that there there's some basalt too involved. Obviously, there's there's got to be some. Well, we we know that like rocks and stone or stuff are um, frequency based, right? Like there is some 
frequency into their in their structure right so oh that looks fucking nice dude how sick is that yeah dude little yurt that's not a yurt dude that's a fucking that's a uh that's glamping right there yeah that's glamping in a fake yurt i mean a yurt's a it's like a geodome i guess yeah yeah dude that's fucking dope though where is this at this is montana we have domes do you see that? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying to get to. We have cabins, we have domes. <laughs> that sounds fun, dude, to it's hang out in one of these things. Glamping domes. They're glamping domes. Nice. Yeah. Extra heavy-duty dome tent suitable for year-round use. Strange choice of chairs for the outside. You've got office chairs for camping. Yeah. Yeah. It just... Wait, the pets aren't allowed in domes? Why not? Oh, get the fuck out of here. Book a communist shit. Oh, can the pets break the dome, maybe? I mean, I'm not throwing my dog on the roof. I mean, we're just going to go hang out inside. I can't imagine it would smell too good in there. It doesn't look like there's a whole lot of ventilation. Now they yeah, You wouldn't think that people that would stay here would shower much. Can you open the dome? There's no windows in the dome. You can't. No, like, that's pretty nasty. All right, guys. Hey, I got to take off. Um, thank you for inviting me again. And y'all keep on doing what y'all doing. Again, it may seem like we're spreading fear, but we're also spreading knowledge. But thank you for doing what y'all do because... If it wasn't for y'all, y'all wouldn't have other people waking up. But nice to meet you, man. What's your Instagram handle? I am at truth.in.media. Hey, and I already my, follow you. Good. My podcast is on Spotify. It's called Bricks in the Wall. Uh, thanks, Matt, for having me. Uh, thanks, uh, Kyle. Nice meeting you and good seeing you again, Ryan. You have a good Yeah, you too, dude. I was going to say, thank if you, you ever need an man. alias, if you ever need an alias, you should go by Tim, dude. Truth in Media, Tim. Yeah, I thought about that, but I nah, just go back one. They can find <laughs> There's so many ones. That's a nice, uh, nice fitting, fitting alias there. But yeah, dude, no, it was great to see you again, Juan. Thank you, guys. You'll have a good evening. Peace. Later, Take it easy, man. What a cool dude, man. That guy's dope. I've been following him for a while. Didn't realize that's who it was. Oh yeah, he does great work on Instagram. His podcast is is good too, man. He's he's a good dude. <laughs> Yeah, Everybody's I mean, just trying to fucking uh, share information that they think is important, you know? Well, and that's what the thing. It's like what what's everybody's and I get the point of it that, you know, we should all share everything. But listen, you got to pick your battles, too. You know, I can't fight every single battle out there. So otherwise, you'll drive yourself insane. That's, you know, if you get on that whole, you know, Q pedestal where you're fighting the cabal. Want, you know, you think you're doing something. Get the fuck out of here. Mm. <laughs> that's that's where I have a problem with it. Matt, yeah. do you think that um, in your kind of journey with it, it, specifically like the, the ancient history stuff, like when did you kind of realize, I mean, because I've noticed it lately that Tartaria has kind of gone off to the wayside. No one's talking about it anymore. Um, do you think that's just because other things have taken hold or you think that people kind of realize that maybe this isn't what we thought it was like it's it's maybe a little less interesting than people thought it was not that it's not important but do you think what what do you think happened there i think people realize that you know and it's that initial wave right it comes in and it's big and everybody's riding it and then like you said realization hit that Listen, you can keep going with what you're going with, but you don't have the facts to back it up, really, mm-hmm. or at least yeah. the majority of folks don't. So they've kind of lost credibility. And, and you know, a lot of people are calling it the T word now because people don't even want to say it because it it's too broad of a bucket. You know, right. it, it gets now they're, 
gets very religious. Yeah, and but there is legit evidence, right? At least for Tartaria itself, right? I mean, I remember when that came out many years ago, and I was like, oh shit, this is crazy. And there was there's legit evidence for a place called Tartaria, right? Now, whether it's as uh extreme as like all the way back to like Atlantis and things like that, I don't know. But I do think the guys that are uh kind of doing their own kind of Tesla kind of technology stuff in their backyards. There's that one guy on TikTok who's maybe a little autistic, kind of that half black guy with the afro who kind he of talks awesome. like, like those. I think those people are onto something, right? I think there is something hidden in this kind of uh, ancient realm or or near uh, distant past uh, kind of thing that we are missing out. I think, but out of all the people, I think those guys are the ones who are really hitting on it um, at the core of it. Because I think that's the most important thing we get out of it is not just that yes, our history is lost, but also the technology is still there. We just have to, we still have access to it. We just have to find it. Right. Yeah. And you have to, you have to consider that in what, in the last hundred years, we've gone from horse and buggy to rocket ships. So, you know, we've seen this astronomical increase in technology in the last hundred years that, you know, usually don't see a jump like that, that fast. We didn't see it for thousands of years, apparently. Um, according to the history that we're told. So I don't know. I, I think, you know, when it comes down to the energy thing, I think that's the big, mm -hmm. the big hidden item here is that I think there's more to the electric universe, free energy thing that they're keeping away from us, you know, whether it's, you know, water combustion engines, uh, possible air combustion engines to, you know, free energy technology that would benefit society. I think that's the big hangup because the more I look into it and I've got a good buddy, Matthew Smith, who's an architect and he's gotten into this with me and we've had some deep conversations uh, on the architecture and, and the components of the buildings. I mean, you look at the old composition of the concrete they used to use, it was heavily silica-based, which is quartz. And it was a very you know, you put quartz under pressure, it's, it's going to have energy to it. And these things were like conductors almost. And so there is something to it. Now, is it the extent that, you know, these cathedrals and these buildings were lighting up whole towns? I haven't found that yet. But what mm -hmm. you're finding is at least within these structures, the resonance and the frequency within the structure has depending on the, the organ being used, depending on the, the style of the building, the shape, what geometric patterns are using, you're going to resonate a certain frequency, whether that's healing or that's negative. Like a star fort, right? That exactly. Like that's on the intention. Pattern. Right. That's interesting, man. And like, I, you know, going back to like, uh, like Tesla lighting up the world's fair. Right. I do think that he, I think that he did do that. Right. He definitely had some technology to light that shit up <clears throat> without all the wires and stuff. Right. Whatever that may be. We don't know. Um, but then you also hear the argument of like, oh, it was all just plaster and plywood, right, for these world's fairs. But uh, I mean, that explains how it came down so fast, not necessarily how it went up that fast. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it is interesting, man. I wonder what the next kind of phase will be in that kind of realm, right? Like, are we going to are these earthquakes going to reveal some things that we hadn't seen before? And then where does the whole Graham Hancock ancient apocalypse randall carlson thing where does that all tie into it too because i they're talking about the same things like lost 
history, lost civilization. But where, where, how do those two connect, right? Yeah. And well, one of the interesting things, and Ron brought this up, uh, our buddy Ron from New England, he said that he thinks that they're going to be using earthquakes to unveil artifacts. Well, that's Project Bluebeam. That's the first step, right? Yes, right. Artifacts. And you, we've heard for a while, um, in the, at least kind of in the alien realm, about like the, you know, the first UFOs that they found were archaeological digs, right? That they found these ancient UFO craft. Uh, there's some things in Antarctica buried underneath the ice, right? So I think that's a great way to, uh, for the powers that be to kind of bring that stuff up. I don't know where I don't know how smoothly that's going to go over, though. Right. Yeah, it gets into the whole one world concept, right? One one world religion, one world government, one world everything. And they, they just want to strip the individuality away from it. And I think, you know, that's the biggest danger that we have right now, other than our own government, you know, it, 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 to us is that concept of going to that one world. Because once you get rid of borders, once you get rid of culture and individuality, it just, it's going to turn into this just mishmash of shit. I have mm -hmm. a feeling, you know, I don't see it working well when you try and force diversity. Diversity either happens naturally or it's going to fail miserably. Well, yeah, I don't I think it happens naturally either. I, th I think it kind of happens forced like forcefully right i mean because people deep down within them they kind of want to hang out with people that are like them like they don't really like hanging out with people that are different throughout yeah. history so and it's, it, it's of... and, and it's not strictly a racial thing right yeah, not it's, at all it's, it's it's economic it's it's cultural territorial, i would say it's yeah there's so many different levels to it but what do we see now they want to force everybody into these 15 minute smart cities and get everybody together as opposed to the way it should be. And people should be spread out. We're, you know, I was going to say, wouldn't it be interesting if they got us into these rail cities or these light, what are they calling the thing? The line, if they yeah. got us into those things and then there was like this world's fair type thing where like that whole rail crashed and then people, you know, a hundred, 200 years from now are looking at it and they're like, was this rail or, or this line or whatever? Was this a real thing? Yeah. Was it a, was it, is this just misinformation? You know, like, it's just crazy to think like where shit's going to be, you know, 200, 300 years from now when we're long gone. Dude, that's why like uh, eyewitness testimony is so important, right? Like uh, you, we've been seeing videos in the past couple of years and recently of like old ladies talking about like the Holocaust or uh, what they were taught in school, right? Like, oh, they used to teach us that the earth was flat and then they changed mm. it. One summer we came back and the earth was round and all this stuff. It's like, <laughs> that's how important those kinds of things are. It's like, I mean, I don't know what the validity is to it, but like you have to take, I mean, if some, a person who is older, right, we have to kind of at least trust that they're, they are telling you what they saw with their own eyes. I think that's more trustworthy than mainstream news or anything like right. that. Well, why, why would they lie these, Then some books too, because right. But now with all this, agendas. what's interesting too is with this new AI kind of wave we're seeing in this moment, uh, the fact that now it's in the at the consumer level, it that just tells me that they've been fucking with us for a long time with this AI shit, right? Like if we're now able to access it and 
I can put Matt's voice uh, over Ryan's mouth, making him say some crazy shit. How you know the uh, the Jews are the the evil ones and, and like like Rogan. Hitler, and Hitler's <laughs> yeah. awesome, right? Like that just tells me like then they've been able to do that for a very long time now. Well, dude, isn't it? Uh, isn't like three or four hundred years ago the Native Americans were talking about like there wasn't a moon. Like it's not that long ago, isn't it? Like very, very recently that I think it's a little farther than that. Is uh, it farther than that? Yeah, but they it's like in recent human history, right? Like in the last thousand years or so, or like the time before the moon. I think you can look up like uh, old, uh, you know, oral tales about when the moon came to be, right? And there's tales of two suns. So right. there's all sorts of tale, and that's that's one of the interesting things because. A lot of the native history, a lot of the African history, a lot of the Asian history is told orally. And mm -hmm. as these, you know, genocides happened, not only did they wipe out that generation, but they wiped out a lot of their history because it was passed on. And it's not something that you can learn in one sit down, right? And have a two hour. These were these were histories that were taught throughout their lifetime with stories through allegories through actual stories and things like that that the as folklore. they killed off the population they also killed off the history and that's that's one of the biggest tragedies of all of this is not being able to know and that's i think what, what a lot of the disconnect is today is if we knew who we were and where we came from and didn't have all these questions I think we'd be in a better position because the the powers that be wouldn't have that upper hand on us. Those stories that like they, it sounds like it's like uh, the way that kids view Disney stories and stuff today. Like everybody alive can tell you the story of like Cinderella and the jungle book and lion King and all that stuff. But instead of it being like that goofy shit, it was like actual, like real knowledge. It sounds like. Yep. Yeah. yeah yeah and that's how they passed it on from generation to generation and it's just it like you know it yeah it wasn't like the telephone game either you know and i when i i talked to um i've heard andy talk about it with the box saga and that's one of those things where if it's you know if it's legitimate they he learned it every two hours every day for years before he understood the full story and, and was able to then uh not only understand the story but then also provide it and and you know entertain it in a way so yeah because like if you're teaching your children these stories you have to teach that 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 into in a way that they can understand and then as they get older you can kind of lay in more layers and more uh maybe harsher or more uh raw kind of stories about your history that perhaps children don't understand right away so that's why you tell it well, and just as humans, like it's our nature to uh, even our own lives, right? Like if if Matt, if I asked you to tell me your life story, you'd have to tell it to me in the form of a story, right? I couldn't just say, Matt, tell me everything that's happened to you. That's boring. They're not, I'm not going to pick up on it. But if you started at the beginning and had a rise and you had the middle where this action was happening and then you have the end, right? Like that's how we understand things, right? It's through storytelling. That's why Hollywood is popular. That's why, um, you know, theater is as old as the Greeks, right? That's how they, that's how they communicated, um, whether it was propaganda or their national identity or 
just like every, the human condition, they told it through stories that people could uh, grasp. And do you think uh, AI has the ability to present I, false histories? I think I think it's at this stage right now, it's really easy to tell what is and what isn't AI because there's the lack of um, flaws. There's the lack of, I mean, obviously AI screws up, right? And it's just factual, uh, you know, answering of questions, but there's something soulless to it, right? Like if I asked a great artist to draw me a picture of something, and then I asked the AI to draw me the picture, a picture of the same thing, the artist might take a little bit of time, right? Might take a little longer. The AI can give it to me instantly. But you're, if you compared the two, you would see that one is lacking something, right? Yep. Whether the AI was maybe, maybe more detailed or more or more vibrant or whatever, the human element is lacking. And I think as of now, as humans, we can still identify that and when it's missing, right? That's how we like. That's why we know we're being like, bu- like our bullshit meter is a thing, right? Because we know when something's bullshit and when it's not. At least yep. for the most part, right? Yep. You got it's right. A- I'm going to show you this real quick and I'm sure we, we want to get going here. Uh, so I'm working on a shirt and, you know, Thomas from Paranoid American, he's got this really cool access to these AI, uh, you know, drawing programs and stuff. And I'm going to make a garbage pail kid shirt oh, where it so says, dope. it says Illuminasty. And then it's got like the kid throwing up. And so I'm trying to work on. So he sent me all these different ones, but you can see a few of these where let's see. Um, like I liked a couple of these ones and I've got some high res images of all these, but like you see the hand, right? These are so cool. Dude, I know. So it's going to be dope. So we're going to do, I'm going to do an Illuminasty and then the kid's going to like be covered and throw up. Basically. I think I was going to use either. Wait, where is that? The one I was going to use is, uh, have a very garbage pail kid feel to them too. Yeah, I think this was the one, but I wanted to change his hand because like how many fingers yeah, 12 fingers on that hand. (laughs) This one's kind of cool too. Um, let's see. Yeah, this guy was really one that I was considering. Um, because I don't have to do too much changing to his hands or anything. But I mean, look at this guy, you know, seven fingers here. (laughs) But what Um, program is he using? Is this just uh mid journey? I don't know if it's mid journey or what it is, but I was, you know, just like how you said it, you can notice when you start really looking, like I'll have to go in and remove some of the fingers yeah. if I want to use this one and then throwing these on there. And then I got to obviously add the throw up and stuff. What in. is but the yeah, language dude. it's speaking? Bach? Akali, I don't know, dude. That's what's Akali. interesting. Too. Did the AI generate this language? Yeah. Oh my God. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it makes you wonder like what it's actually saying. Yeah. Well, Akanaka, Raik, Ek. Dude, I feel like I'm casting all ends in like LC or CL. You notice that? Yeah. Yeah, C A A C. Lots of Hey, Dagakaka. That's a good one. Dagakaka. Look at this. Yeah. Yeah, aren't they interesting though? So, yeah, like it's going to be. That'll be in the next shirt coming dude, out. That dude looks like Vader right there. Yeah. Which Vader. one? This one? His little helmet. No, he man. looks like uh uh from Spaceballs. Oh. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Lord Helmet. Lord Helmet. Your Dark helmet, helmet is too big. Dark Helmet. That's like, what look it. at that. That's a weird thing too, right there. 
it's like yeah dude this is strange i don't see that's the thing it makes you uncomfortable right yeah. like yeah i don't like AI cool. art man uh, it's AI. dark as fuck what you should do is find a take these as ref see that's the other thing like we talked about this in like for like a uh, design right in theater scenic design you can get ai to give you some really great like source imagery like some prompts ideas that, yeah. that you can then take and make a cool design out of so ryan i recommend you take one of those images or a sample of them and find a great artist who can then uh give you exactly what you want because the ai is never going to be there right well yeah, yeah. so like my or my dad can draw this stuff there's the point to do it with ai is that kind of the point well dude so the what's interesting is that well no not necessarily for my design but like like thomas is so good at these like he's shown some that he's done with ai because you can sit there and enter it in like a more skilled program i don't know what it's called it's not mid journey it's a the more complex is the hard part it's the prompting right yeah and so he can go in there and he's made incredibly like realistic looking images of like hillary clinton eating a baby and shit yep and like it just looks absolutely nuts dude fucking uh nate from reality Zars, he's his co-host on that on that podcast now sent a picture of joe biden hermaphrodite to me uh, on a thing and it was so realistic it was literally a naked joe biden with a dick and a pussy <laughs> and it looked exactly like how you would imagine you like that to me you want to see it dude it's pretty I gross love, i'd love to see it well you weren't there when we were doing it it was over at ghost show on talk of the tavern we were just sitting no there that's that show. night i got drunk in, in in 30 minutes and had to leave Oh, drinking tequila like it was beer. Yeah, yeah, that's that not a good my, move. That's my bad. I'm never I'm, a good move, my friend. I'm learning. You, you got to take like three, four shots of that and then you chill for a little bit. But yeah, man, AI is, uh, I think it will be the future of art, but I think that it will be a skill to know how to to put these things together. Yeah, you're going to have to have some sort of programming skills to be able to do it. Definitely. Yeah. All right, boys, this has been fun. Kyle, it's been way too long, my man. Dude, it's been too long, man. It's great to great to be here with y'all. Uh, I see Ryan a little bit on the tavern. Haven't seen you there a, le- a lot lately, Matt. We'll get you on there soon, hopefully. You show up there, man. It's a fun chat. And uh, but this these are always the best conversations, man, because it's it's always a good time and it's it's chill enough where we can get some points across and uh, still hear each other. So, but Matt, this was great, man. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey, congratulations again, my friends. Appreciate it, brother. Right, what do you got going on? Nothing, man. Just gonna be working on that shirt, that Illuminasty shirt, dude. That's what's next over here, and that's about it. But uh, just having fun, dude. Trying to hopefully get a job at a radio station here. I'm going in to apply tomorrow. That should be fun if that works Wait, out. What? My co-host? Co-host. Of, yeah. Uh, that's my goal is to get in there, just meet some people. I'm hoping, like, I'm optimistic. I'm hoping, like, I can go in and like you know, announce some like local MMA events and like just trying to have fun with while getting like a steady paycheck. I'm not trying to do like the thing that I was doing at Pepsi where I hated my life day in, day out. Like I'm making enough money barely to get by right now. Be nice to be stable and uh, enjoy my life a little bit. So dude, let me that, know. I, hey, if you need a fake reference, let me know. I'll put in a great word for you, dude. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I got a dude. I was the manager my- of W Balls radio station. W balls radio dude over there on the uh, east coast yeah dude it's it's interesting we'll see we'll see what happens but either way just gonna... goes, dude. that's awesome congratulations i hope it goes well I'll, yeah, I'll that'd be, be uh, awesome man for you dude i can we'll say see. i know that guy you know yeah well it's a local radio station but it'd be fun 
But yeah, that's that's about it. What about you, Matt? What do you got going on? Not much, man. I've been busy. I just got back with my son from seeing my sister. He's got spring or winter break this week. So it'll be a busy week with him, which is cool. He's he's into jujitsu now. So we're doing that a couple nights a week, which is awesome to watch him do that. He went from like his first couple classes because every sport that he's done so far, even including karate, you don't really put hands on anyone. Right. So and anytime he does put hands on anyone, he usually gets in trouble. So it was it's been cool watching him learn how to, you know, manage and and handle himself. And it's it's just such a good thing. I think every kid should participate in some martial art at some point. Dude, but, just go catch a couple of raccoons in the backyard. Come on your kid, let them go to town, brother. Dude, we got bobcats up here. Those are a lot more fierce than raccoons. Oh, <laughs> Dude, that? if I had a kid, man, like I would literally, I know you're not supposed to use the word groom, but I would groom him to be an, a, a fucking mixed martial artist. Like I would get him in wrestling, jujitsu, Muay Thai. It's tough. Like, I it's know you, tough. I know, dude, it's got, I'm not saying that you should, because it you, I can imagine having a kid and then like subjecting them to getting punched and kicked in the face. Like that's well, no, tough. it's it's tough from the to be a parent and to force your will on your child. You know, course, like yeah. like and I don't understand that. There's yeah. days Fine, that's why you gotta have a couple stuff. of them and then just pick one that you don't. Pick really... one that's good at it. Yeah, and that's the you know, or you adopt adopt one. You know, there's there's adopt a big things. black kid that can fight. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> no, I mean it's just cool. I mean I think every kid should learn how to fight, learn how to defend cool. themselves. It just should be it would solve a lot of the problems that we have today, you know, and, and including stupid gun violence because kids are don't, are afraid to get in a fight now, you know, right. that's, that's a huge thing. So yeah, man, cool, man. just going to spend some time with him. And then uh, next week I got a shitload of podcasts I got to do. So it's going to be busy looking forward to it. Cool, man. Good deal. All right, boys. Another fun one. Thank you very much. Everybody stay strong. Question everything. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.